BBC WM 95.6 Teachers, if you don't like it, get out of it. Pensioners who can't do anything to boost her income. Abduction? Uh, as far as I'm aware, she actually went willingly. Ian Lee, Saturdays. 9 till 12. BBC WM 95.6 Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. It's my last Saturday. Calm down, don't panic, don't panic. Don't. No need to throw away your radios. Nick will be back next week, which is excellent news. For the last show, they're not letting me get off lightly. It's packed this morning. We're talking about the royal baby. Um, uh, we're asking... Are you really that bothered about it? Are you? The, 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 it's, the country is divided by people who are getting the bunting ready to hang out and those who are like, oh, for goodness sakes, it's just a baby. So are you really bothered about the royal baby? Uh, we're also... School holiday stress. It's coming up six weeks with your children. <gasps> Will you be able to cope? As the weather gets hotter and hotter, I'm looking for your top tips for staying cool. But in the first hour of the show... Well, as you're probably aware, there's going to be a big EDL march um, through Birmingham later on today. Are people getting their knickers in a twist about nothing? Call 08453 Ian Lee on BBC WM. 95.6. Now, I know it's been talked about a lot on BBC WM 95.6 this week, but it's happening today, so I think it would be, uh, it would be foolish of us uh, not to talk about it on this show this morning. And as always, keen to get your thoughts on it. Both sides of the argument... I'll give out the contact details in a little bit, but a 1,000 police officers will be on duty in Birmingham today for demonstrations by the English Defence League and opposing groups. Uh, EDL supporters are going to gather in Centenary Square in the city centre, and there's going to be a counter-demonstration by... Well, I'll imagine imagine there will be several groups of various sizes, but I guess the main one will be by the Unite Against Fascism group, which will take place in Chamberlain Square at the same time. The thing I want to ask today is... Are we all getting our knickers in a twist about nothing, really? We've got, we've got kind of free speech in this country, and I put the, 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 the line kind of. People always say, people could phone up radio stations and think they have free speech. You don't. You don't have free speech when you phone up a radio station for several reasons. You're not allowed to swear. You're not allowed to libel people. So whenever you phone up a BBC local radio station or Five Live or commercial stations, you don't have free speech. So get that out of your head. And, and there are still certain things you can't say out in the street. But we, we do have a kind of free speech. So shouldn't the EDL be allowed to protest? Whether you agree with them or not, they have the right to stand out there and say what they want to say. And some might argue that by these uh, counter-demonstrations taking place... They're making things worse. So why don't we just let the EDL get on, do their thing, go home, everyone's happy, aren't they? Are we getting our knickers in a twist about the EDL coming to Birmingham today? Lots of ways to get in touch. You can give me a call on this, 08453 uh, or you can send me a, a text, 81333, start your text WM. Put your name on it, please. I prefer to read them out. Later on in the show, you can uh, hear an interview I did earlier this morning with Tommy Robinson from the EDL and also Naeem Malik from the South Asian Alliance, uh, a Birmingham-based community group which is taking part in the counter-protest. Uh, but right now, I want to hear from you, 08453 double nine five six john is in sheldon john are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing 
Yes, I think so. I think the the elder, EL, ELD are entitled to protest. The EDL. EDL. Yep, that's the fellas. Pro, anybody's entitled to uh, protest peacefully. Uh, with, with the situation we've got in Birmingham today, with a thousand police officers on duty, is crazy. But I'd like to take the comments up of uh, Callie Mahmood, who spoke about uh, the cost of these uh, demonstrations. Yes. And he went on to say, uh, if there's any problems, I hope the police take the sternest action possible. Now, the police hands are tied to what they can do these days. But, and so are the judges. Now, if you talk about taking the uh, ex- uh, stern action, are you aware that a five-year prison sentence, if the defendant pleads guilty, the judge can allow him a third off the sentence, which takes him down to 44 months? He serves 20, after serving 25% of that 44 months, he's eligible for parole with a tag. So actually only does 10 months of a five-year sentence. Yes. Where are we going? This is where the MP should be getting stuck in. We're restoring lo- proper law and order. That's a joke. To only do 10, year, 10 months of a five-year sentence. But, but uh, uh, veering back to the thing we're talking about, yeah. which is the EDL yeah, march yeah. today... Yeah. Uh, d- 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 should we, d- part of the argument is there's going to be a thousand coppers out yeah. there today. Yeah. It's going to cost you personally, John, a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of money is going to come out of your your council tax. Yeah. But should should we just be letting them get on with it? Let them get on with it as a peaceful protest. I can't see why they can't ban the other protest, uh, the counter protest, and let them march on another day. But having said that, uh, we, there's no thought going into it. The uh, the one, mar- the one demonstration is in Cent- Centenary Square, and 48 hours ago we heard that the Afro-Caribbean uh, uh, com- uh, community is up in arms because they've got something going on next door to the NIA for young Caribbean children, and it shouldn't be allowed. This is forward-thinking Birmingham. John, you've, you've, you've lost me there ever so slightly, but um, th- I don't really want to go off too much on a tangent to talk about sentencing policy, and um, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the uh, Afro-Caribbean comment was there. If it is relevant and I've missed the connection, then uh, give me a call and, and fill me in. Uh, you can, of course, call 08453 Matt's in Solihull. Matt, are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing? Yes, we're getting all excited over nothing. Go on, tell me and why. That anyway, I'm sorry to see you go because I was just getting the hang on to talk to you. Well. See, I'm a pensioner. I've gone on 85 years old. Yeah. And I thought you might find me a wife while you were there, like, you know. Well, Matt, listen, we can but certainly... Anyway, we can certainly hang, on, well, hang on a second. You've, you've raised a very important issue, Matt. You're looking for a wife. Could you describe yourself? Well, I'm, I, I, I thought somebody might ring in anyway and said they're looking for an old man that's good for nothing. You know? It's unlikely. Have you got a lot of money? No, oh mm. God, that's what, I'm looking ah. for a bird with money. So you're looking for... Well, the fact that you've used the phrase bird means there's gonna, probably going to get even less takers, but you're looking for a, a, an attractive woman? Well, yes, fairly attractive. With money? A bit of weight on her. I like the big girl, you know. They, they keep you warm. <laughs> they wouldn't be good this weather, would they? But in the winter, they come in handy, you know. You re- I can't believe you haven't got a wife already, Matt. You're a real charmer. <laughs> well, Let's... I have, but I think myself that the, the weather is, is, is too hard on her, you know. So... I don't know whether she can come out today or not. So, you have, okay, so you, hang on a second, you have got a wife already, yes. you're looking for another wife, ideally attractive, a, a with a bit of money, and, and, uh, and uh, a bit of girth. Yes. Well, let's put that out there, Matt, You've, it's certainly a very attractive proposition, 08453 If there are any slightly bigger, wealthier ladies who want to be a spare wife, 
then do give us a call and we'll put you in touch with Matt. Matt, let's keep our fingers crossed. But on to the subject of the EDL. Yes, they have every right to have a go, but I don't think the two protests should be on the one day. They should make a bargain. One is one week and one the other week, you But say. The, second, the, the, the second protest is a protest about the EDL. So you, you couldn't really have that a week later, could you? It becomes pointless then. Well, they could have it before. <laughs> if they, you know, it's, it's, all, it's, it's all a storm and a teacup it is. And uh, these police coming and everything, it, it's a bit of a... It, well, actually, it's a bit of a nuisance, you know, and people on holiday, they want, they, want to, they want to enjoy themselves, not to see groups fighting among themselves... I mean, it's letting the city down, isn't it, really? Well, this is the thing, Matt. With, the, the, with recent activities in uh, Birmingham and, and the West Midlands, with several bombs, uh, mosques, there is heightened tension between different communities. The EDL coming along, are they not going to make those tensions worse? Yes, they probably are going to make it worse. And uh, I think the police, way back a few weeks ago, should have gone into this, really, and try and, we'll say, ban the lot for the time being and things cool down a bit. Matt, uh, uh, just to let you know, uh, we gave out the phone number to try and find a uh, larger, wealthier spare wife for you. Yes, We've probably had... probably with a Mercedes car, but uh, she'd have to drive herself because I'm retired from driving. Again, uh, again, you're really just narrowing that uh, margin of lady that's going to be... Uh, the one caller we had has just hung up, Matt, I'm afraid, so <laughs> that's that's a real shame. Yeah. You'll have to stick with the one you've got. Yeah, thank you very much. Matt, it's a, it's a, it's in many ways it's a pleasure. In many ways it's not. That's Matt in Solihull there. What do you think? Oh, oh, wait, uh, oh, I nearly gave out, I nearly gave out my number then. Imagine that if I gave out my phone number and all of you started calling me over the week. No thanks. Oh, eight, four, five, three, double, oh, double, nine, five, six. The EDL coming to Birmingham today. A thousand coppers. There's going to be a protest, um, a, a, a protest demonstration. Are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing, really? They've got the right to protest. You may not agree with their message. I'm sure some of you do agree with their message. You may not agree with their message, but that doesn't mean we should ban them, does it? That would be a little bit... If we banned people that we didn't agree with, then what kind of world... We'd be living in North Korea, wouldn't we? No one wants to live in North Korea, not even the North Koreans. 08453 is the phone number. You can send me a text as well. 81333, start your text WM. My one request for the text is do put your names on, please. I like, I like to have names. Otherwise, I don't know who you are. 08453 uh, Coming up uh, before 10 o'clock, you can hear an interview I did with Tommy Robinson um, about an hour ago, who puts forward his case for why the EDL uh, are coming to Birmingham. It's a surprising initial reason that he gives. I, I ask him, why, why are you coming to Birmingham to do this? And his, his initial reason was a little bit odd. I thought. We'll be hearing from him. And also Naeem Malik, who is from the South Asian Alliance, a Birmingham-based community group who will be part of the uh, protests there. If you want to give us a call, please do. It'd be nice to talk to you this morning. It's my last morning here at BBC WM. 08453 This is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. It's quarter past nine. Let's get the travel. EDL coming to Birmingham today. Going to be a thousand police officers on duty to patrol it. Are you worried about it? BBC WM 95.6 has been talking about it all week. All week. 
And been some fascinating discussions, and uh, I'd like to get your opinion on it today, but part of me does think, are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing? People are allowed to protest. That's what one of the things that makes this, this country so good, isn't it? That we are allowed to protest. And we're allowed to go and say things out on the street that uh, we feel and we believe in strongly. And not everybody will agree with it. That's, that's part of the beauty, isn't it? Are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing? This is Ian Lee sitting in for Nick Comrade. You can give me a call this morning, please. 08453 Coming up later on in the show, Toby Robinson from the EDL. But before that, let's take some of your calls. Dave's in Atherston. Good morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. Are we, get- are we getting our knickers in a twist? Uh, I don't think so. Dave, is your, is, are you in the same room as your telephone? Yeah. Is, you, you, is it on speakerphone? No. You're a little bit muffled, but let's see how we get on. Go on, what, what, why, what do you think about this? Right. Well, some of the throw-offs of this, we don't know who's going to be following the, these groups. You know, agitators, troublemakers, you know. And there's a strong possibility, God forbid, of bombs going off. So we, we need to take it seriously. But if we, igno- if we ignore them and just let them get on with it and, and we don't get um, counter-protests going on, then eventually they'll kind of just wither away, won't they? Will they? You see, because if, if, they, if they're craving attention, they're going to do anything to get attention. Now, I've heard some of your callers this morning, you talk about the right to protest. Yeah? Yeah. They're saying EDL uh, uh, should be allowed to protest, but the other protesters should be refused to protest till another day. So if you're going to give the rights to one, then it's right that you give the rights to the others. But why does it have to be on the same day? Well, you know, if, if that is the, of their choosing, using your word, they should be allowed, they should have the right to protest. Well, the right to protest within certain limitations. Why don't we let the EDL protest today and then the uh, anti-EDL groups protest tomorrow? Well, yeah, but, but it, it won't have the same effect, will it? But... One other aspect of this, uh, Ian, I'd like to bring up, because this really is worrying me. Yes. I, uh, I don't know the lady's name, I can't remember the lady's name, but a, a senior police officer in Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, she came out with a statement that there's a thousand officers from all around the country, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, God forbid, what happens if something seriously happens in another area where some of these officers are coming from, what on earth are they going to do then? Are they going to chase these officers that are in Brum? Are they going to chase them all around the country to deal with other things? I would imagine, and I don't know this for sure, but if I were in charge of the police, I, the way I would do it is I would get some police officers off of their holiday. I would make it so that other forces weren't suffering. I would take them from very quiet areas or from, uh, get some of the officers off of their holiday so that other places aren't, aren't struggling. Well, yeah, but you see, you talk about a quiet place. Well, things can happen in a quiet place, uh, But the, the, the thing is, Dave, it's their job, isn't it? Everyone says, oh, a thousand police officers, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money. But that's their job, is keeping the peace. Yeah, it's their job to keep the peace. But they should have sufficient numbers so you don't have to worry. If officers are going from one area, God forbid, if something happens in that area, they shouldn't be in that situation. They should have a sufficient number of officers to deal with potentially any, any situation. But we ain't, we ain't in that situation, are we, mate? Are you worried about today, Dave? Do you think yes, it might I kick off? I, I, am, I am very concerned about the potential for something serious to happen. Not necessarily in Birmingham, in another area of the country. Because, you know, 
I mean, you, you've got officers coming using using that lady's words. You've got officers coming from all around the country. Well, you know, I mean, what about the expense of, of, of those officers travelling from where they come from to to Birmingham? It's all laid down on the taxpayers again. You know, and it's all because Cameron and his cronies have cut them down, cut the police down to the bone. I mean, when are people going to wake up and? And kick off about it because we need to kick off about it. Hang on a minute, you, you, you're saying you're concerned it's going to kick off, and now you're calling people to rise to arms and kick off. No, I don't mean kick off. I oh. mean, I mean voice their voice, disagreement. voice their concerns, Dave. I think you've done that very well this morning. Uh, he's right. There, there are huge cuts, huge cuts in the police force. Some of them, there's a couple of uh, uh, police uh, forces, including one in Bedfordshire, and there's another one somewhere else, I can't remember where, where it's been recommended that they cut their frontline staff because they're, they're not going to make the cuts that need to be made. Oh, wait, 453 EDL coming to Birmingham today. Are we getting our knickers in a twist? Here's something. Never interviewed Tommy Robinson before. I've always refused. I've always refused because I kind of don't... I, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. Part of me thinks that today I am potentially part of the problem. That by talking about this for an hour, an hour and a half, however long this goes on for, uh, and by talking to Tommy Robinson, by talking to the chap from the, the, the opposing side, that I'm kind of fueling... I'm, I'm fanning the flames a little bit. That I could... It could be... That I'm, I'm potentially making things a little bit worse. By giving them the publicity. If we just, everyone just ignored them and let them get on with it. 08453 What do you think about the EDL coming to your town today? Are you concerned by it at all? Are we just getting our knickers in a twist? Ranjit? Hiya, mate. Are you getting your knickers in a twist about this? No, no. I've been, I've been thinking about this for a long time. You know, you know, I don't approve of any extremism, whether it's right-winged or left-winged, yeah? Um... I think this government and the previous government are to blame why this is happening. Go on, tell me why. Okay. You know, those people that burned the poppies that day, yeah? Yes. Okay. The one guy got fined £50. Now, he don't don't even realise that his forefathers fought against fascism, right? Even though he's a Muslim. Because in the Indian regiment, there was Muslims fighting for the British government. Of course there were, yes. Yeah. So that just shows how stupid and, you know, um, what, they, what those people think about their forefathers. So, in time, yeah, you know, over the last, say, eight, eight, ten years, people have been allowed to stand in the streets, right, and preach hatred against the British, against anybody that's not a Muslim. I've got a lot of Muslim friends. We're called infidels, right? So don't the government think, by allowing these people, sooner or later, someone's going to rise up, whether they are wrong or right, someone's going to rise up to oppose these things. The government's got an agenda to divide society, and this is another way of dividing hey, it. Hang on a second. What, what was that line you threw in at the end? The government have got an agenda to divide society? Yeah, society. Don't you think, Ian, that society is divided enough as it is? I think society's very divided, more divided than it, than it should be. But th- th- that's not coming from the government, is it? Well... Okay, you know the policies that the government makes, yeah? Okay? By slapping a £50 fine when somebody burns poppies on a Remembrance Day. Yeah. Okay? You say you got the freedom... What, what, do, you th- what do you think they should, do- should have done to him then? Hung him? No, not hung him, 
Right? What they should have done was at least two or three years imprisonment. For burning some poppies? I get the, uh, I get the symbolic that, significance listen, listen, of it. Ian, listen to me, right? I'm Asian, right? Now, poppies represent people who died for our freedom. Yep. The reason my parents can come into this country and vote... Yeah? Yep. So you think a poppy is nothing, just a piece of paper? No, I didn't say that at all. I said, but if you listen, Ranjit, I said, I totally understand the symbolic significance of the poppy uh, and uh, the many different uh, um, meanings it has for many different people. But I do think there, you, you can't get sent to prison for three years for burning a poppy. It's a direct incitement to um, hatred, that is. You know, it's like me. You know, if I burn a newspaper, yeah? Yes. And I burn a Bible. Yes. It's just pieces of paper, but the person whose Bible I'm burning, yeah? Yes. It looks, you know, it hurts them. So a poppy is a, is, is a, a thing that represents the war dead from all nations, right? So somebody doing that, why are they burning a poppy? They're inciting hatred. Right? So over the years, people in London, in the Finsbury Park and this, that and the other, yeah. have been inciting hatred towards the people. Right? Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you something. People like myself aren't involved in it either way, other than we're British. Yeah. Right? We've been targeted now by people because they think we're extremists because of my colour of my skin. Right? And the government is, I think, and the previous government is determined, right? So that society is so divided that you know, Why would they want that, Ranji? I, I haven't. You know what? I've tried to think about this. You couldn't come up with a reason? Just, well, the only reason is, right, yeah. because the majority of the, the population is, you know, at the bottom end of the food chain, yeah? yeah. So if you keep them, keep them divided, um, you know, mess up their education, mess, mess up their um, health care and everything, yeah, they won't unite together and ask questions to the government of why you're doing this to us. It's that's a it's a great conspiracy theory, Ranjit. I can't buy it for one second, though. The, I, the people, the government. You, I'm not telling you to buy it, but you have a look, right? Any policies that the last two governments have made, how does it affect them? Which which one of their policies actually affects them? Ranjit, thank you very much uh, for that. There's there's Ranjit uh, from Oldbury with uh, a cracking conspiracy theory that the uh, racial and religious tension and hatred is part of a plot by the government to keep us divided so that we don't question what the government are doing. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I'm I'm never one for conspiracy theories. I like them. I like hearing them. I like reading about them. And then I like forgetting them because, for the most part, they're nonsense. 08453 009956. By the way, I'm, I'm asking this morning, are we getting our knickers in a twist about the EDL? You can call in about any of the points that any of the other listeners have made. And also, on a side note, and I need to just keep this, uh, remind me just to keep this thread going. It, it will sound completely trivial off, the back, trivial off the back of this, but it's so hot at the moment. I don't know if you noticed. Did you pick up on that? It's quite warm, isn't it? at the moment i need your tips for keeping cool i'm i'm struggling so much to keep cool at the moment one day this week i had uh, my two boys and two of my nieces around so four children oh it was fun uh, and uh, for the majority of the day i had two watering cans being emptied in the pockets of my shorts and a hose shoved down the back of my shorts yeah fun times it was fun for the first hour by hour three i was kind of like okay kids stop it my brother-in-law was there, 
He could see that water was being thrown around, so he went, oh, I'm just off to get my camera. His camera's a £1,000. He's got a really posh camera. So he sat there in the garden, not taking any pictures. He sat in the garden with this expensive camera, and the kids knew they couldn't put water on him. So it was me. Three hours. It kept me cool, in some ways. I couldn't keep it up all day. I need your tips, please, for keeping cool. 81333, start your, uh, start your uh, texts, WM, put your names on. A message is being conveyed to me, but surprisingly, I can't hear it through soundproof glass, isn't it? I know it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy, but I can't. Okay. Um, Chris, Doreen, stay there. We're going to come to you in a little bit. But uh, I want to play you an interview that I recorded just before the show. It's uh, about the EDL. Let me just set the scene for those of you who are coming to this fresh. Uh, a thousand police officers will be on duty in Birmingham today for demonstrations by the English Defence League and opposing groups. EDL supporters are going to gather in Centenary Square in the city centre. There will be a counter-demonstration by the Unite Against Fascism group, which will take place in Chamberlain Square at the same time. Well, earlier on, I spoke to Tommy Robinson from the EDL and to Naeem Malik, who's from the South Asian Alliance, a Birmingham-based community group, and is taking part in the counter-protest in Chamberlain Street. Have a listen to this. Would love to get your reactions on this after. Afterwards, 08453 I began by asking Tommy Robinson why the EDL was coming to Birmingham. We're coming to Birmingham over quite a few issues, really, but one of the main ones is to do with the cameras that were taken down, counter-terrorism, pub cameras in Allen Rock, in Sparkhill, in different areas with Islamist problems. They, they obviously felt the need to keep us safe, and then due to political correctness, they were made to take them down. Now, the, the, the six Muslims that were planning to massacre and maim and kill the English Defence League supporters that have just been recently jailed, they were only stopped by chance. Now, they were stopped by chance. If they'd have had these cameras, they may have been able to monitor what these men were up to. There's a serious problem in that area. But you're, you're, not, you're not coming to Birmingham just because they've taken down some cameras, are you? Well, we're coming because we don't feel safe and there's massive terrorist problems in within Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. So, hang on a is, every, every other month we're seeing... We saw a, 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 um, clans from eight Muslims that was going to rival September the 11th. They were going to go out. And when, and when will people wake up when they're bombing and, and when we see what happens to Lee Rigby on a weekly basis? When, but if you're, if you're scared of what could potentially happen in Birmingham, it seems ironic for you to then come to Birmingham. Is that not tempting things a little bit? Is it tempting? What, because they want to blow up and kill people? In a democracy, when you're angry about things, you protest, you channel your anger and frustration, you try and have a platform to have your voice heard, which is what you do in a democracy. So that's what we're coming to do, is exercise our freedom of assembly and tell people how angry we are and give speeches about what's going on. If, if, you're, if you're coming here to, to um, practice your freedom of speech and, and, and practice your democratic rights, some people could see that as stirring it up a little bit and coming just to wind people up. But that's just ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's, it is, it is going to wind people up, isn't it? If you're aware that there are people who do not like you in Birmingham, why, why would you come? Because there's Muslims that don't like us across the whole country. <laughs> so what was we never go into any, t- any town centres? That's a ridiculous argument <laughs> to even have. And, and it's like, for example, if, you, if we were just left to protest, you wouldn't need a thousand police officers. Well, then, it's but, like, lo- when, when, when Muslims were uh, um, unhappy with a cartoon and they took to the streets, did anyone from our organisation or any other organisations come out to confront them? Did any, they're left. When they march or do their protest, people leave them alone. But just leave us alone. Well, the, 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 the police, when, when uh, I- extremist Muslim groups do protest, the police are on hand, just as they'll be on hand today. Yeah, but the police are on hand, but no, no one comes out to attack them or oppose them. No other because groups come out. They, why, like, should anybody, that, why should anybody go out and attack them? What, what's, now, that's my point. That, that's my point. What I'm saying is, 
They're left to protest. Now it's our protest. Why are we not going to be left to protest? Why are all these groups, why are all these councillors, why are all these leaders of Islamic communities giving these statements saying that they don't want us in the city when there is such hypocrisy? Because when Muslim extremists rally, when Hizbut Tahir march through the city, there's nothing. No one calls them to be banned. You're probably aware, Tommy, there's um, been quite a few attacks on mosques recently uh, in, uh, in the West Midlands. There's a lot of tension. You are going to make things worse, aren't you? Why well, don't you, not, as, no, why don't you as a responsible? Not, no. Why don't you as a responsible adult? And you, I've heard you interview before. You're a very sensible man on some levels. Why don't you realise that there is a lot of tension here? It's going to be the hottest day of the year. It's not a good idea for you to come, is it? It is a good idea because if you don't give people that platform and you don't give them somewhere to channel their frustration, a lot of people who are angry after leaving Birmingham today and having their voice heard, they'd have felt like they were leave sank and they've had their voice heard. If you take that away from them. Then it builds and it builds and it builds. Into that's what? There has, into frustration, into problems. That's why I said. Do you mean violence? You take, no, if you take people's democratic rights away, eventually you will create monsters. But you mean, so you mean that it could explode into violence if I'm, you don't. No, you're, you're an outlet to prevent violence. Yes, we're an outlet to get, give people the, right. the satisfaction that they've and had their voice heard. EDL is an outlet democracy. to prevent violence. So, what you're, what that, if you take that to its logical conclusion, you're saying that various members of the EDL have violent uh, tendencies. No, 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 what I'm saying is that if you look at what's happening across the country and you start taking people's democratic right away and you don't give people a platform, then they will create monsters. Uh, and that's, I don't want them to create, create monsters. So the EDL monsters. has members. I don't, I don't, I don't want, no, the EDL doesn't have members. I don't want to see... Uh, the EDL has supporters that could potentially become monsters. The Labour Party has supporters that could potentially become monsters. The police force has support, the police force has members. Do you know I mean, anyone can become monsters at some point. And, and that's but not racist that, monsters, is, is what not, some people might say, that, that will create racist. violence, that will create violence, that direct it towards you're people saying, of a different faith. You're saying you've had attacks on mosques, yeah? There's no English Defence League supporters that are attacking mosques. Well, well, there's not been any. Well, listen, I've, I've not said the EDL have uh, attacked mosques so at all. So what I'm saying is it is beneficial to have a democratic way of voicing your anger. Can you guarantee, Tommy, that none of your supporters will be violent today? No, I can't, mate. Well, that's worrying, isn't it? That's well, no, worrying. It's, it's, it's me being realistic. If Wherever wow. we go, we're not protesting against Mickey Mouse. We come under attack if where we go. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not it, talking about you coming under attack. I'm talking about your supporters. Will they all be peaceful today? Listen, if I was to hold a yes. rally, I would guarantee all my supporters will be peaceful today. Well, I can guarantee, if unless we get attacked or provoked, in uh, whenever we're doing a demonstration, we get bottles thrown at us. Can you guarantee? That's when people react. Can you guarantee? I can, I can guarantee, if the police keep the Muslim community away from us, yes, well, it What, will what be do you peaceful. mean, how far away would you like them to be? Well, to be honest, we don't want line of sight. In our build-up to this demonstration with the police, we've been telling them we don't want to see any members of the opposite group. You can guarantee that the EDL, none of its supporters, will, will, will start any aggressive uh, chants or, or violent behaviour. But, well, that's different. Now you're talking about chants. Oh, about so th there will be aggressive chants? When, it depends what you interpret as aggressive chance. Uh, well, Tommy, come on, you're a sensible man. You're not exactly what. There's you mean aggressive chance at football stadiums. What, what, what do you interpret by chess? Uh, there'll be patriotic chance. Okay. There'll be chance against Islam. Why would you chant against Islam? Why will people chant against Islam? We're there to protest against. You're, so you, the protest. Uh, well, ah, ah. There's a difference between extremism and Islam, isn't there? Well, you, how do you define extreme and, and, and Islam? Well, Islam, I define Islam. It, it, I define Islam, Islam as I define Islam as a religion, and I just well, define extremism it, as somebody would uh, misinterpret that into a violent well, uh, way, violent manifesto. Well, Islam's I wouldn't. I just define Islam as a political ideology, which, in its sense, is extreme. Sharia law is extreme. That's Islam. 
when it, Islam and Sharia law is cutting off people's hands, see, that's extreme, that's violent. Is, Islam isn't so, cutting off people's hands, Tommy. Sharia law is yeah, cutting off yeah. people's hands. Sharia law is. Islam Sharia law is Islam. Take, it, take Sharia law away from Islam, there's nothing left. Well, stay on the, Tommy, Tommy, stay on the line. We're joined now by Naeem Malik, who is from the South Asian Alliance, a Birmingham-based community group, is taking part in the counter-protests in Chamberlain Square. Morning, Naeem. Uh, good morning. Aren't, aren't you just making things worse by turning up today? Well, I mean, I think, l- 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 let's get this straight. I think uh, when uh, Robinson is coming to Birmingham today, he's coming with a message of hate. I mean, <laughs> f- one of the slogans that he will be bringing with is him is no more mosques. Let's but, so but, all we are saying is that that message is not welcome. But if you, t- if you turn up, Naeem, Tommy's got a point, hasn't he? If you, if you turn up today, that's going to increase the tension. If you just let the E-deal go- get on with it, then that'll be fine, wouldn't it? Well, the thing is, if, if the message is no more mosques, and that is actually asking people to attack mosques, that is not acceptable. Well, it's not. Is, uh, is it asking people to attack mosques? If it's saying no more mosques, that, that, I, I wouldn't interpret that necessarily as a, a, a call well, to attack you, mosques. Well, you will have to stretch your interpretation quite a long way to not interpret it as uh, 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 as an incitement to attack mosques because you do not want many more mosques. That's what the message says. If you go... Uh, and I think also you see that uh, uh, Robinson is going on on various tangents. I mean, he's talking about this, uh, the... Uh, the cameras that were put around the Muslim communities. That was actually discovered by uh, a person in Mosley who doesn't happen to be a Muslim, he happens to be an Englishman, who actually then ran the campaign to have those cameras removed because he thought uh, an attack on his civil liberties. Uh, and many people from the Muslim community joined him, but not, but many others from other communities joined him as well. So it was not just defending Islam, defending Muslims, or defending if, particular if, communities. It was actually defending our own civil liberties. Naeem, if, if Tommy Robinson and his supporters uh, uh, feel threatened or feel um, uncomfortable, they have a right to protest, don't they? Of course they have a right to protest, but do you have a right to uh, spread hatred? You don't. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's like freedom of speech. You can't go into a cinema and start shouting fire, fire. That's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. How, how, it's, how exactly are the EDL spreading hatred? Well, uh, you've seen four attacks on mosques so far in the last few weeks. Which have no connection Very, with, we, we, as far as we know... Well, actually, according the, to the Home uh, Office figure, m- almost half of those attacks... Uh, because are by people well, who are actually supportive well, of the EDL. Well, uh, that's the first I've heard of that. The, 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 the well, recent, actually, the, uh, the name, the, let me it, just it, finish. Name, it, it, name, it called... name, let me just finish. The, 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 the first I've heard about the, the specific attacks on mosques in the West Midlands, that half of them have been done by EDL supporters. No, no, no. Uh, I'm saying that uh, half the attacks done on Muslims and uh, mosques over the last, since uh, 9-11, have been done by EDL supporters, and that's a Home Office report. To- Tommy? Yeah, what a load of rubbish. I can't. It's just on the radio. You're that, lying. That, that's, that's a home office figure. It's not no, my it's figure. No, it's not. You're lying. You're just on the radio. Well, lying. Actually, I, I, I listen, listen, listen. Let Tommy, hang on, Tommy, Tommy, let Naeem finish. Go on, Naeem. I, 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 I can send him the home office figures. But, Naeem, these, these, we're, we're talking specifically about these attacks on mosques in, in Birmingham recently. There, there's no evidence, is there, at the moment, that they are, have been committed by EDL well, supporters? Well, I'm not saying anything about these attacks on mosques. But what I'm saying is, why has all of a sudden four attacks on mosques taken place? All right, t- Tommy, we can't go into that because that's an open case. So we, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Of course, we can't uh, go into that. But, Naeem, I- I- if you turn up, uh, it, it's just going to increase tension. And it, no, what, what, what we, uh, it depends by you mean who is we. 
the, a large proportion of the Birmingham city citizens are going to turn up today saying that we do not uh, agree with the message that uh, Robinson is bringing to this city. This message is not acceptable in our city. But why That's you all they're going to do. But why, wh- right? can you guarantee that all of your people, put the question I put to Mr. Uh, Robinson, can you guarantee people, that all we of... Have not, we have not attacked anybody, we have not uh, uh, targeted any other communities, we have not said no more churches, we have not said no more Gurdwaras, we haven't said any of that. All we are saying is that we do not want the message which says no more uh, mosques in our city. In a city which has got a very... Can I say something about that? You had 950 signatures against the mosque that was going to be built in your city and nine, uh, n- uh, in a petition, and 900 of them were Muslims. Because they didn't well, agree with it, because they didn't agree with the Ahmadiyya sect. So it's okay for it's okay for Muslims uh, in your city. Not, I think I think uh, Robinson really needs to go and do some education. No, because but why he doesn't Tommy, know what Tommy 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 is. He doesn't know what Sharia is. He doesn't know what Islam is. He just has a. Well, explain, you know, name, explain to me. Tommy okay. said that, that without Sharia law, Islam just collapses. Well, it actually, let, let me. Uh, if, if you want to talk about Sharia, all right, Sharia is not a law. Fiqh is a law. Right, Sharia is basically no different to, uh, to to what our law is based on. Our law is based on the Ten no Commandments. No difference to our law. Okay. <laughs> Sorry? Let, tell me, let him finish. Go on, name. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, he really must learn because uh, all laws are based on particular moral precepts. Now, those moral do, precepts... Do, do you want I, Sharia? Do you want Sharia? Can you answer that question? Well, what is Sharia? First of all, I mean, I do want, I do want to do be a Muslim. And, uh, I, I do want to live by the precepts Just of Islam. Answer yes. a simple question. Yes, you want Sharia law. Here we have a problem. There's no Sharia... such thing as Sharia law. So I do not want Sharia there's law no such, here. There's no such thing as Sharia law. No, there isn't. <laughs> who do you think is Sharia? On the radio, mate? Which is not the law. Who, who are you well, trying no, to keep? All right, let me tell you. Let me be very clear with you. Mm. First of all, there are three precepts in Islam. First, if you live in a country, you abide by the laws of that country. So why do we need? Why okay. do we need hundred? Why have we got hundred Sharia law courts in this country? Well, there are not Sharia law courts. There has not, been, made, a Listen, there has not been a single Gen- criminal. There has not been a single criminal Gentlemen, gentlemen, we're going off on, a, on, on a very slight tangent. Let's bring it ba- back. Basically, we're coming to Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Now, somebody using the scripture written within the Quran, not us. When you say we're getting misguided. If, if if anyone's misguided, it's your fellow Muslim brothers that keep using the scripture within your holy book to commit mass murder and genocide. Well, nobody worldwide. has actually. I mean, well, we no, actually, hang on, hang on. one actually, at a time. Tommy, Tommy, one at a time. Name. There have been uh, various acts have committed recently, some of which we can't talk about. Name, where the perpetrators have said they are doing it in the name of Islam. Well, I think, and they, and they know, use and they Tommy, use the scripture. Tommy, the let scripture, him answer. Yeah. Well, I think he, many people say they're doing these things on various re- for various reasons. I mean, when George Bush invaded Afghanistan, he said it's a crusade. So does that make him a representation of Christians? It doesn't. And no, 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 okay, okay. But do, I, think, do you... I think the other point, if you really want to know, is the fact that there is not a single um, Muslim country that has occupied right. uh, any, anywhere in Europe. General, no. General we, we, we are running out of time. Naeem, why are you going to this protest today? We are going to, for this protest today to make it clear that the mes- message of hate is not acceptable in our city of Birmingham, which is a predominantly multicultural. It has got many communities in it living in peace. We do not people want people coming from outside and spreading hate. Tommy, you're, you're spreading a message of hate. Well, I'm sorry, but Birmingham is not living in peace, and a lot of people tell you 
with that. And um, when they look around their city and they see what's happening to it with the spread of Islamism and Islamist terrorism, 60%, the arrests go up 60% every year. The problem's getting worse and worse. Female genital mutation. I put it to both of you, gentlemen, Tommy and Naeem, that both of you coming out today uh, into Birmingham... You're just both going to make things worse, aren't you? Well, you, well yes. It, uh, if we'd done it on different days, it'd be a lot better. And we ask this every time. If they want to protest, let them do it tomorrow. Let them do it next weekend. Let us just let us just come and have our democratic rights as British people. Muslims have been able to march around this country over anything for 20, 30 years. No one attacks them. No one prevents them. Just let us do the same. Tommy, is, tax- Tommy is today going to be peaceful? Uh, providing we don't come under fierce attack, yes. But the English Defence League is made up of people who will not back down. One, one question, will... one question, Tommy. Why do so many of your supporters cover their faces? Because, mate, I've had four Osman warnings. We've had planned attempts on our lives. My whole family, they have to live in fear. This happens to all English Defence League supporters. Remember, a lot of these people live in cities like Birmingham, where they then come under attack. We've had women, female members, when they're photographed on TV, having their jaws broken at their front door. So, I mean, we're, okay. we're not protesting about Mickey Mouse. This is serious okay. for people Naeem, who want to kill you. Uh, Mr. Malik, is, is it going to be peaceful today? Well, as far as we're concerned, it is going to be peaceful. Just answering your question about why we are coming out today, I think it is our history in Britain that we have actually always come out against fascist and racist. We did that in the east end of London during the Second and before the Second World War, and we are doing the same thing today. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6, sitting in for Nick Comrade. It's my last week this week, and I've, I am thoroughly enjoying myself. Nick will be back uh, next week. I was very sad and surprised to hear about the death of Alan Wicker. I was surprised to hear, because I'm sure I remembered him dying about ten years ago. With Honestly, with the greatest of respect, Alan Wicker, you know, I, I remember watching his programmes in the 80s. One of the greatest, and one of the first presenters to do those kind of travelogue shows when when the world was a much bigger place and everywhere foreign looked so different now we all know what japan looks like we all know what indian we all know everywhere looks like but then we didn't know i was convinced that alan wicker died in about 2002 i remember seeing it on the news i'm sure i do and then he died this week or the week before and i was like oh my goodness isn't it there you go you see a great loss and a great present. It's hard to imagine now, isn't it, not knowing um, what a, a, a suburb of Los Angeles looks like. We all know. Or not knowing what a market in Tokyo looks like. We all know because it's on the telly all the time. We didn't. In 1982, we didn't have a clue. The world was massive then. It's tiny now. And I kind of miss that a little bit. Right. This is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. This hour, we're talking about the EDL protest that's uh, coming to Birmingham today. It's going to be over a thousand police officers policing it. The English Defence League will gather in Centenary Square in the city centre. There'll be a counter-demonstration by the Unite Against Fascism group. You probably just heard the interview I pre-recorded a little bit earlier on with Tommy Robinson from the EDL and Naeem Malik from the uh, South Asian Alliance. The question I want to ask this morning is, are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing? Lots of you calling up, and you always good to talk to you. 08453 Doreen's in Erdington. Doreen, are we getting oh our knickers in a twist? Oh, I've got my knickers in a twist, listening to that Mr Malik telling people they want to study the Koran and, and Sharia law. This is Britain. If he wants that, well, I ain't interested. It, that means me as well, if, if he's telling that. I ain't interested in Sharia law, no. If he wants that, go and live in a Muslim country. Yeah, that annoys me. You know, putting uh, views from all the... Uh, what, you don't hear the Sikhs telling us 
to study this, nor any other religion. Well, in, in defence of Mr Manick, I believe he was telling it specifically to Tommy Robinson. And you would I have know to, he was, but, but no, you shouldn't have to, say that. Well, no, he should, Dorian, because if, if Mr Robinson is protesting against Islam, then he yes, he should study it. He it's, should know I what he's protesting against. It's the, not Islam itself. It's the, the fundamentalists, in it, that blow up... Uh, put the bombs in London and things like that. Well, people no, Tommy Robinson is... The top. But God, the EDL is against they Islam. They never counter-attack on their own people. You never see them come out and march. Uh, like, when they uh, burnt um, uh, the, uh, Solomon Rusty and they burnt his books and the British flag in Birmingham, you never saw the anti-fascists come out there and... and uh, Said about them. Well, that, you know, that was got to be fair, but you've got to do it both sides. That was well. That was twenty-five years no, ago. It don't matter. It don't matter. Well, it, it, it does matter because I, I would suggest that things were significantly different twenty-five years ago. But uh, in any case, I'd like to see the EDL march. In any case, that point's been shot down. Let's move on. Yes. And let's see what happened. If the other part stopped away, let's see if there was any trouble. That's what I'd like to say. Because uh, each one says it's the other side. When, so, in, in uh, uh, and again, I can't talk about this specific case, but, but after the recent events in Woolwich, this, members of the EDL went to Woolwich to protest, and they yes. were chucking bottles at the police. Well, that ain't right. It's not right, is no, it? No, but you, you'll always get some uh, hotheads in anything. But I'd just like to see if they march, they bl- one side blames the other, the other side blames the other side. Uh, if the other side kept away and let them march, just see what happened, then you'd know who, the per- uh, per- what did you say? who was responsible. <laughs> Dorian, yeah, I, Dorian, I do know. Thank you very much uh, indeed. If you want to have your your say on that, oh eight four five three double o double nine five six. We always get this line, don't we? When there is a, a, an attack that is is done supposedly in the name of Islam, you always get people phoning up shows like this saying, "Oh, we never hear." Why have no Muslims come and spoken out against this? I'm getting sick and tired of Muslims coming out and speaking against things. They're doing it all the time. They're constantly coming out and speaking against things. Ah, dear. I'm joined now by Raj Ratu. Good morning, Raj. Morning, Ian. You work with the local community in Lozells. Have I got that right? That's right. Hansworth, uh, Hansworth and Lozells. Ha- Hansworth and Lozells. So what, ex- what exactly is your work with the local community? Well, firstly, can I just say it's quite an interesting debate between uh, Tommy and Naeem. Um, some of the points that I wanted to raise have already been uh, eloquently articulated, so I'm yep. not going to go into that. Um, what I would say is that I mean, t- today's important. Birmingham is a super diversity. We've got over 160 nationalities living and working in and around our, our wonderful city. And it's something to be proud of. Um, we do have issues to do with community cohesion and community tension sometimes, but on the whole, we get we get on with life. Mm. I think today is important because there are tensions, and these are specifically in relation to what was already said in terms of um, we've had three explosions in three of our West Midlands mosques, um, the recent uh, execution of Lee Rigby. And also the recent convictions of Muslims uh, from Birmingham as well. Um, so, you know, all these things combined, you can understand why the police are taking extra precautions. Mm. And the latest figure I've been given is that 1,300 police officers will be out on the streets of Birmingham uh, today. So there's quite a substantial uh, commitment by Westminster Police and also cost. Um, what I would say to people is, look, be sensible. There's going to be shoppers on them. There's going to be shoppers out there. There's going to be tourists. You know, people come to, the, to our, our city for the first time. What we don't want to do is send out the wrong message that Birmingham is, is not safe. You know, it's dangerous. Don't come here anymore. We don't want our reputation of, of, of a di- super diversity uh, being harmed or challenged in any way, shape or form. And I'd say this to the young people. Control yourself. Control your emotions. Be careful who you, who you are associated with because ultimately you don't want to get arrested. Because if you get arrested... 
I tell you this now, it will hamper your job prospects. It will also stop you from traveling abroad. So just be mindful of these things. Don't get into arguments or confrontations. Walk away if need be. I'm going to be there all day today. If I see any young people from Birmingham and Hansworth, rest assured, I will be, um, sorry, Lozells and Hansworth, I will be out there telling them to get on your bike and get away from there before the police come over here and arrest you for doing something silly. And are they going to listen to you? Because with the greatest respect, I, I don't know how old you are, I, I'm guessing we're of a similar age, uh, to 15, 16, 17-year-olds, we're a couple of old farts, aren't we? Really, really. They're not, would they listen to you? Well, one of the criticisms I've had all week is I've been going to so many meetings with the police and the community, and the police are engaging with imams and community leaders, but they all, all seem to be of an age where young people are not going to listen to them. So it's important that we've got our youth workers out there on the streets. My contacts have been, you know, been busy all week telling people, uh, go out, make sure that you're spotting people to identify potential problems which can be eliminated early on rather than the police getting involved with their batons and, and arresting our young people because we don't want tomorrow our cells in Birmingham mm. to be full of Birmingham people, young people in particular. Should the EDL be allowed to march or protest? It's a, a static protest. My personal opinion is that everyone has a right to protest. It's a fundamental human right. It's, it's, it's a right that many people died for. You know, so uh, my personal view is that, yes, they should be allowed to protest as long as it's done peacefully. You know, whatever you want to spout off, carry on. But as long as it's done peacefully, then I would have to say yes. By having the opposing protests uh, taking place, that's going to make things worse, isn't it? Why is that opposing protest happening today? Well, the reassurances that we've been given from Westminster Police that these two protests will be significantly far apart where they can't get together and cause mischief and mayhem. And, and but how, are they gonna do, how are they going to do that? Because I could, I could go to either march, either protest, I'm sure. You know, just, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm with the EDL. Oh no, I'm with the anti-fascist league. That, that, that's a very good point you made, Ian. And, we, and one of the questions we posed to the Westminster Police was, well, how can you tell who is an EDL member? You know, surely a white person standing in, in amongst the UAF uh, demonstrations will be allowed. So that is one of our concerns as well. Very good, very good point, Ian. And there is, I mean, uh, uh, do you think it will kick off today? I, I hope and pray that it doesn't. Please, people of Birmingham, at the end of the day, especially those people who live in Birmingham and around the West Midlands, you live here, this is your city. Be responsible, because at the end of the day, when the national EDL uh, members go away from the city, you're left here. You're going to be, you, you have to live and work here, your children have to live and work here, you know, so you've got a vested interest in making sure that nothing happens in that great city of Birmingham today. The Unite Against Fascism uh, uh, protest that's taking place today, I could see why they want, would want to do it today, but they are just making things worse, aren't they, by doing it today? Why couldn't they do it tomorrow? Because then you're, I think that the reason why they're doing it today is because the EDL's here today. There's no point doing it tomorrow because the EDL's not going to be here tomorrow. They, want, they, a could still, they want a visible counter-protest. Of course they do. But they, they could still, you know, come out tomorrow and say, we are against racism, we are against fascism, we are against uh, um, segregation. By doing it today, they are increasing... The tensions will be increased because emotions always run high in protest and they are increasing the risk of, of there being violence. No one wants to see violence in Birmingham today. Yes, ab absolutely, and I think that's why the police are out in, in strong force. I was out 6.45 this morning, and, and even the city centre at that time was littered with police officers. No one wants violence. We're going to work at our level best to try and ensure that two sides are kept apart and any tensions between young people are resolved very quickly. Um, so that's my duty as a responsible adult. That's my duty as a citizen of Birmingham, and I hold that other people who have a, a like-minded view to myself are out there and encouraging their young people not to go out and, con and cause confrontation. Roger. 
Can you okay to stick around five, ten minutes after the news? Sure. Yeah. Is that okay? Because we're, we're getting lots of phone calls, and I'm sure some people, it'd be good for you to, to chip in uh, with uh, some of the calls we've got. So thank you for that. This is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. You just heard Raj there, but what do you want to say? Are we getting our knickers in a twist? about this uh, protest today with the EDL. 08453 is the phone number. Send us some texts as well. I'll read out some texts after the news. 81333. Start your text, WN. Please put your name on. And also, I need your tips for keeping cool. I'm not enjoying this heat. It's making me wilt like a poorly man. Speak to you after this. BBC WM 95.6 Teachers, if you don't like it, get out of it. Pensioners who can't do anything to boost her income. Abduction? Uh, as far as I'm aware, she actually went willingly. Ian Lee, Saturdays. 9 till 12. BBC WM 95.6 Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. Lots coming up between now and 12. Are you looking forward to the royal baby or is part of you going... Uh, it's just another baby. Uh, we'll be talking about stress for parents as the school holidays approach. And I need your tips for keeping cool. It's far too hot. But before that, we're talking about the EDL protest that's taking place in Birmingham today. Do give me a call 08453 00956. Call 08453 00 Ian Lee on BBC WM 95.6. Well, it is the big story. It's been talked about a lot on BBC WM 95.6 all week. And it would be, I think it would be foolish of us not to acknowledge it today. Uh, a thousand police officers will be on duty in Birmingham today for demonstrations by the English Defence League and opposing groups. EDL supporters will gather in Centenary Square in the city centre. A counter-demonstration by the Unite Against Fascism group will take place in Chamberlain Square at the same time. It's going to be the biggest operation of its kind for West Midlands police. I, I guess the question is, are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing? Oh eight four five three double O double nine five six. I'm joined in the studio as well by Raj Ratu, who works with the local community. Morning, Raj. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we've got a few phone calls. Let's go to um, Anil and Hansworth. Morning, Anil. Uh, good morning, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Anil. Are we all getting a little bit too excited about this? Um, basically, we are getting excited because basically what what this boils down to is religion and politics. Um, it's a very sad world we live in. Billions of people have been killed all over the world because of religion and politics. Um, when we had the World War One and World War Two, it was a different type of war. But this war is to do with money and weapons. The Americans, the UK, selling it to different countries and trying to make money from Saudi Arabia, etc. Hang on, but, but, but how do you then extrapolate that and take us to what's going to be happening in Birmingham, Birmingham today? Um, the, the, what I'm trying to say is, right, I mean, the two groups are protesting. I mean, they've got a right to protest. But it all boils down to religion. And I'm saying that from centuries ago. You know, people have been protesting and having fights and killing each other over that. Now... Basically, what's actually happening is the hardcore foot soldiers in the UK are working class people, majority of them, and they've been killed innocently. They've joined the army. They've gone into Afghanistan. They've gone into Iraq because the government just wanted the minerals from the ground, the oil. And these poor working class foot soldiers, families are suffering because of what's happened. And that's very cruel. Raj, it's, today, I'm, I'm keen to draw it back to, to what's happening today, Raj. It, it's, it's about religion, and been, there have been wars and battles fought about various religions, Christian, Islam, all kinds of things, for thousands of years. Well, what I would say is that, look, 
in the UK, whenever the UK has needed people from various countries, Commonwealth countries, we've been there. We fought alongside the British. Many, many people from the uh, from the Indian community, so you know, the, the wider Commonwealth, have died as a result of protecting the values that we that we have here today. Um, religion and politics, unfortunately, they they seem to be coming up all the, all the time when we're talking about tensions and issues, uh, especially in cities like Birmingham and and so forth. Um, I, I don't have an answer to that, lead, uh, Ian, mm. to be honest with you. Um, and, it, it, you know, it is... Uh, what are you saying? We should get rid of religion? Um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is this, right. Now, when, when somebody cuts their arm or if they get injured and they fall over, um, I always say this to people when they discuss, when a Jehovah, Jehovah Witness knocks on my door. Um, I come from a Hindu background, but I've just been this morning to Raj, to a, a temple which Rajaratu goes to on Grove Lane. Mm. I respect all religions. Um, uh, he's, he's Buddhism as he's into Buddhism as well. I've been to the Guru Ravidas temple this morning. I've been to the Hindu temple on Heathfield. My mum goes on Christmas Day to a Catholic church, St. Teresa's on Wellington Road. I, we respect all the religions because when you get injured or you fall over, you don't say, Oh, Jesus. Or you don't say, oh, um, uh, oh Lord Shiva, yeah. or whatever. Or that you say, oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, so, and if, if you cut us off, we all got the same blood. You know, and um, it's very, very sad because this fighting uh, between Islam and religion, Islam and Christianity dates back to the Bible days. Yeah. And, um, you know, the old crusade days, and it goes back from centuries and centuries and centuries. And the only people who are making money out of this war is um, the politicians from the defense deals. Uh, Mark Thatcher is worth 300 million. His children go to private school in South Africa. He's never fought on the front line. No, and, and it, listen, I, feel, I, know, I feel we're going off on a slight tangent. We could discuss the merits of, of Afghanistan and Iraq. That's a phone in for uh, another day. I don't know if you heard earlier on, Raj, we had a caller, I think it was Doreen, who um, was upset that it had been suggested. Uh, she thought it had been suggested we should all learn about Islam. But we should all learn about all religions, shouldn't we? They, they, I'm not saying we all have to sit down and read the Quran or sit down and, and read the Torah or, or whatever. But if, if we had even a, a slightly more fundamental knowledge about all different kinds of religion, then that would be beneficial, wouldn't it? Well, when I went to school, we had something called religious education. Yep. And we had to have a basic understanding of all the main faiths and religions in the world. Certainly something that we're doing in Lozelles is we've got a multi-faith uh, dialogue a group up and running. And what we do is we've got leaders from all different faiths and backgrounds in and around the Lozelles area coming together and talking about issues that affect them. And we have meetings in different places of worship. Mm. So Christians will come out to the mosque, the Muslims will come out to the temples and so forth. And, and, and this way we break down barriers and stereotypes that we may have about each other's faiths and religions and, and practices. This is the thing. A lot of it is f- fear. Fear comes from, from lack of knowledge, uh, I, I think. And I had RI at, at school. Uh, and we did. We learned about all the different religions. I've got two young boys. And when they're old enough, I'm going to teach them about all the different religions. We're not, not going to go and spend a, you know, a month in Pakistan, something I've done. We're not, we're not going to go and do that. But, you know, I'll take him to a church. I'll take him to a mosque. I'll take him to, to a temple and say, look, these, these are your options. This is how different people practice. You can pick one if you want. Or you don't have to if you don't want to and that surely that education because i think a lot of people are scared of you muslims because all you're going to hang on i've i've heard that in the quran it's they want to chop off my head and in in the quran they're going to you know do all these kind of things to my daughters 
people don't know because they've not looked into it, have they? That's 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 surely is part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, Ian, what a boring planet we would be if we were all the same, looked the same, practiced the same, ate all the same food. What a boring place yep. it would be. Diversity is fantastic. We need to go out there. The world is a beautiful place. Different practices, different religions, different faiths, different beliefs. Let's go out there and celebrate the diversity rather than saying, "Oh, we need to come as one and just and just focus on one identity and one people and one group." Um, Adrian, Adrian, what's your point? Yeah, uh, well, two points, really. Yep. First of all, relating to the EDL and the OAF protests and whatever else, yep. I hope that the police have learned from the past and they will be spending as much of their efforts going out looking for the spotters who are looking for the, the one or two people who are there to cause the trouble away from the protests, mm. which happened a lot in Dudley when there was one in Dudley some time back. Um, secondly, I believe this should be on different days because then they can focus all the efforts on one area and look after the people that are there. However, there is one point which made me ring. Yep. I'm not going to mention the name of the person. I'm not going to mention anything else other than Woolwich and say it was not an execution. It was a killing. It was unlawful and it was an unlawful act by somebody. Okay. Execution implies that it is something that is done with a higher authority. Okay, Adrian. And I would not like that to be carried forward. Adrian, you, I know exactly what you're referring to. Obviously, for legal reasons, we can't go uh, much further than that, but you, I'm, I'm happy to let you put forward that point. Let's take one more call before we let Raj go. Chris is in Walsall. Morning, Chris. Hello there, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Are we getting our knickers in a twist? Well, I think what we, what we really need to do is, like, I've got a few quick points. Oh. English values. And what they should really be promoting... They shouldn't really worry about how anybody else takes to prayer. What they should do is, like, start to fill in some of these underfilled churches. Like, you know, and, like, support, like, Christianity. If they really feel passionate about our boys abroad, why don't they enlist? There's a recruitment office. Also, if they don't like their, their area, they think it's run down, imagine all those people gathered with litter bags... Uh, with um, brushes that could clean up the streets, that could actually do some good PR for themselves. Also, we've got six weeks. Six weeks where, like, now we could be telling our kids where we should, like, from September, you go into school, you learn, you respect your teachers, you don't sit at the back, and, like, you actually respect and learn something. And, like, really, those are the kind of, like, lessons that, like, the EDL should be promoting. Hey, listen, you, you, you make a good point. Wouldn't it be great if the EDL turned up with black bin bags today and cleaned up Birmingham City Centre? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, you you would is, totally the, get so much more respect for them. But, the, well, the but that's not how they want to that. clean up, is it? They, they don't want mosques. They don't want, want Islam here. Well, why don't they just support churches? I mean, like, and also, if they're worried about, like, uh, old folks living on their own in danger, visit your mom. Visit your dad. Actually, why don't you take them in? Look after them. Because uh, there are certain values that we can take from other re- religions and other uh, people. And, like, you know, promote looking after the elderly. Chris, thank you very much indeed. Wouldn't it be great if the EDL stood there in Birmingham today, they all reached inside their coats, the police got their batons out, but instead the EDL just pulled out black bin bags, pairs of pink marigolds, and just picked up the litter. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Uh, Raj, uh, anything else you want to say before uh, we let you get on with your busy day today? 
Um, just, just finally, uh, just on on the relig- religious aspect. Yep. You know, if all the prophets were here today, they would be standing side by side. There would be no division. There wouldn't be no arguments. So this is, you know, if you say you're really religious and religion is important to you as as a, as a value, you know, look at the true essence of that. Stand side by side with one another. Hum- humanity is is more important than anything else, and we need to cherish that so much. That's a great note to end on, Rajrati. Thank you very much for coming in. Hope today goes peacefully. I'm sure it will. Let's get this morning, and suddenly it's 17 minutes past 10. This morning is flying by. This is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. Where's Nick Comrade? He's back next week four weeks off to get married i don't I, I i cannot get my head around that he should have been back immediately trying to pay for that wedding boy they're expensive aren't they aren't they pricey wowzers anyway, he's back next week so don't panic don't panic in a few minutes we'll be talking about the royal baby oh are you excited or are you not bothered at all you think it's a big old fuss about nothing we'll talk about that in a bit but this the moment oh and i do need your tips this is serious this isn't a just a little bit of filler for the show this is a serious issue here i need your tips for keeping cool it's too it's too hot and i, I you know let's enjoy it while we can yeah, yeah yeah whatever but i'm having to i'm going to say something un- inappropriate i'm having to sleep naked and i don't like it i don't like I don't approve of people saying, supposing a burglar comes in. If a burglar breaks into my house at one o'clock in the morning, I would have to put my trousers on. In the 30 seconds it would take me to put my trousers on, he would have stolen the TV and the Xbox. Let's be honest. So, I need your tips, please, for keeping cool. You can give us a call on that as well. 08453 Or you can send me some texts. 81333. Start your text WM. But on the perhaps slightly more important subject of the uh, EDL protest that's taking place today, are we getting our knickers in a twist? Brian's in Yardley Wood. Morning, Brian. Good morning, Ian. Brian, what's your take on this? Well, I can't, I can't understand why the police allowed two protests to go on at the same time. Because I think it's going to cause a bit of eruption. Well, it is going to cause eruption to the city centre. And if they, I mean, if they want to protest, there's another thing. Why don't they put the cost towards the police for doing it? What, you're saying the EDL and the uh, opposing group should all chip in a bit? Well, yeah. Why not? Well, the reason they're allowed to do it is because it's a static protest and the police can't stop it. So that's why it's, it's happening. It's because it's not... Mar- I've been, and I've been using the word march this morning and I por- apologise because that's incorrect. They're both static protests. Well, in some ways they do, though, by paying their council tax. It's, it's the police's job is to, to, you know, police. Yeah, but, I mean, you're talking over a thousand police, yep. police officers. I mean, that's a whole lot of money. Well, but in theory, though, uh, Brian, you don't object to anybody protesting. You think oh, it's no, okay? no, 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 no. No, everybody's got a right to protest, but... Uh, you know, to have two at the same time, I think it's going to cause animosity to, between one another, isn't it? I suppose, the, and, and I can totally get that point, I suppose the argument is, if the EDL um, uh, protests today, yeah. uh, and if the anti-fascist group protests tomorrow, yeah. it kind of weakens the anti-fascist's argument a little it, bit, doesn't yes, it? Yes, of course it does. Because you, you haven't got the tension there, have you? If, you know, like you're going to have to die. I bet you today you're going to have a lot of tension there. There's going to be a lot of arrest, and there's going to be people who are not going into the town centre because of it. I, I, I think that could be a concern. It will be interesting. It's a shame I'm not here next week. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be listening. I'll phone into Nick. I've got some suggestions of what he yeah. should do because it will be interesting. I'm sure it'll be discussed by Adrian or somebody next week. It will be interesting to see the effect it has on the city centre in terms of tourists and in terms of people going in 
to do oh, their shopping. Oh, I, I wonder if it will keep people away. I think it'll have a lot of in, uh, influence on people going into the city centre. Brian, too, thank you very much for that. Let's put that out, shall we? Are you, let, let's ask you. I, you're my eyes and ears when I'm doing a, a, a job like this. Are you not going to go into Birmingham city centre because of the protests that are taking place today? Do you normally pop in on a Saturday, do a bit of shopping, go to Next, go to M&S, go, maybe go and see a film at the Odeon, and you're thinking, do you know what, I, today... I'm just not sure. I think I'm probably going to stay at home. Keen to get your opinion. Are you cha- are you thinking of changing your weekly habit by not going into Birmingham City Centre today? You got your tunnels are closed. That's going to be fun for six weeks, isn't it? Oh my! The tunnels are closed. They're all coned up. I was driving past them this morning. They're all coned up. So the tunnels are closed. And the big protests today. Are, are you thinking, actually, I'm, mm, I'm probably not going to go into Birmingham City Centre today. I'll leave it till next week. 08453 Sean's in Edgebaston. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Ian. Sean, what, can I, what, what do you want to say? Um, first of all, I won't be going into um, the town city today, like, you know. Um, would, would you normally be going in? Not always, no, but I do sometimes go in on my Saturday. But if I needed something from the city centre today, I would prefer to leave it till Monday. See, that's not good, is it? That means that if, if we take you as a straw poll, yeah, but businesses are going to lose out, aren't they? Well, I'm, I'm recently a convert to Islam. All right. And, um, obviously I'm a white male. You and, say obviously. Um, I, I, I'm glad you've clarified that. Yeah, I'm a white male. But what, may, what, what, what convinced you to con- convert to Islam? Well, it wasn't a thing that I'd done overnight. It was, this is years of thought, like, you know, yep. because, um, you know, I've always been disillusioned with the religion that was forced on me as birth, like, you know. And, um, which, which was what? C of E? It's a Catholic, right. And um, I've been so disillusioned with that over the years, leaving the church, going back to the church, leaving the church, and, you know. And because I live in a Muslim area for most of my life, well, I say Muslim area, there's a lot of Muslims living in this area. That's yep. how I should have put it, sorry. And, um, you know, a lot of them have become friends of mine, and I see how peaceful loving they are, and... Um, you know, there's there's nothing there's nothing in the Quran that preaches murder. Well, Sean, let me let me put this to you: the criticism that's often heard, okay? Mm. Islam is a violent religion. Yeah. It preaches hatred, and it it, it preaches um, the looking down on women, yeah. and it's uh, Sharia law. No, it doesn't, because if you if you look inside the Quran in one of the first two pages, you'll find that. Um, it will it will tell you that you know no no man should take another man's life. Isn't there also, and it's, listen, isn't there also a a line, and this is going just from what I've heard because I've only read bits of the Quran, I've not studied it particularly, but isn't there something about uh, killing infidels? Well, I haven't got that far into it yet because right. it's such a big book. It like, is a big you know, book. I'm only starting and I may have got that wrong. If someone, like, if someone is listening, can, can correct me on that. Um, oh, eight four five three double. I think Mr. Five, Robinson hit it on the head there when he said, "Monsters can be, be created in everywhere, like you know, every yep. walk of life." Mm-hmm. And yes, <clears> there <throat> are fundamentalist Muslims, like you know, I don't know who teaches them to be like that. Um, it's certainly not preached in the mosque that I go to. Um, and there are extremists on all sides, like, you know, and I, I fear there will be trouble in town today. I hope not, but I fear there will be. Mm. And what I do you think about having, what do you think, Sean, about having the two protests on the same day? Well, it's obviously 
going to put more pressure on the police and more pressure on everybody who's going into the city centre, like, you know. And as well as that, isn't there a convention at the NAC from people all around the world studying different kinds of religions? I'm not sure about that. We'll have a look I into that, but it's... it's yeah. uh, it's going to be a busy day. Sean, listen, just go on for a complete tangent, and I hope this doesn't sound flippant, jumping from the, no. the seriousness of the EDL to this, but what are you doing to keep cool in this obscene, offensive heat, Sean? <laughs> well, I keep the windows wide open, I keep the curtains... There's no draft, though. I've got well, the windows open, I've but it's got, dead I air. I my curtains moving now. There, is a, there was last night and early this morning, right. and it's not as hot as it was today. Okay, Sean, thank you. I mean, you. yes, it's not as hot as it was yesterday. No, sorry. Sean, thank you very much indeed. Well, he puts forward his point very eloquently, I thought, very thoughtfully, choosing his words. By the way, if, if the curtains are moving, just have a look, make sure no one's trying to get in. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. You never know. He says leaving the windows open. And it's a little bit cooler today. I, it, it was a bit cloudy when I came in. I suspect that'll burn off. But, but, you can't have the windows open. It makes no difference. It's dead air. There's just no movement at all. How on earth are you keeping cool? I've got a fan somewhere. We've moved recently. And for the, I'm, I, I think we may have left the fan in the attic of the last house. Because I can't find it. I can't find it for love and the money. 08453 On the subject of today's activities in Birmingham, it's David in Coventry. Good morning, David. Hello, Ian. David, are we all getting our knickers in a twist? Well, I think, really, the general public, haven't we been a bit fed up with these Muslims? You know, we've been a bit fed up with them, really. And well, I speak to people, and I think we've... We're just getting too many people, and they're getting t- fed up with them, really. What do you mean by getting fed up with these Muslims? What, what are you they getting fed up with? They seem to be overcrowding us somehow. They seem to... You know, I don't, I'm not racist, because I'm married to a girl from Kenya. But? But I just seem to think there's too many in the country now... And they seem to be telling us what to do. In what way are the Muslims telling us what to do? Well, because we're having a, a march, well, not a march, a protest. Yeah, yeah. They've got to have one. Right. It's, it's, it's not specifically a Muslim group that's having the protest, it's an anti-fascist group. So there will be people of all religions and all faiths and, uh, and all ideologies there. Well, you know, you know, I've, you know, I've been about and I've seen people and, and I think... It's, I don't know, I'll end up getting ch- chucked off the air, but I think the... Co- the, the um, as long as you don't swear, you won't get chucked off the air. We'll I'm have not going to swear, about. but, no, like, fine. what I seem to think is, the government's let too many people in the country. The English people are quite to- tolerant, and they've put up a lot of stuff before they start losing, you know, blowing, blowing up, you know. But I think there's too many in the country, and they've come here on the make. And what they, all to get out, what they can get out of us... How how many Muslims do you think there are in the country? Well, to your thoughts, a lot, really. Well, but, but, but you say there's too many. That means you must have uh, an idea in your head. Immigra- I said, I'd said, I'd, immigration all over, really. Yeah. Immigration, tickets is all, an old lot. I think years ago, we can't enough to it in this country now because there's too many in the country, but they've let too many in. What's the, what's the population of, of Britain? About 68 million, something like that? Something like that. Right. Uh, what, what percentage of that, of that population do you think is Muslim? 25. Right, miles off. Try again. I don't know. 10? Miles off. Try again. I don't know. <laughs> 4.8% according to the last census. 4.8%. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's 2.7 million. It's nothing. 
But they like to get, they like to, 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 to scream and shout and think, you know. Well, hang on a minute, the EDL will be screaming and shouting today. They yeah, the thing got, is, it's, 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 but the people are always saying, oh, we've this... we've got the right, haven't we, to our country. We, we've got the right to free, freedom of speech, haven't we? To a certain extent, we have the right of freedom of speech. It's not completely... So it, why, why stop us when it's our own country? No one's suggesting that, that, that you, you should stop. But it is things like thinking that 25% of the country is Muslim when it's, it's about 4.8%. It's, it's things like that. It's, it's that misinformation that is perhaps a little bit dangerous. There's not, there's not that many Muslims here, and, and the majority of them uh, are, are peaceful. Hello? Hello. Well, I think perhaps the, perhaps the, the media put it over that way. And what the general public think is within, I think there's a lot of, perhaps after, after the first you've told me there's only, there's only 3-4% in the country, but the media put it over, there's more than that, don't Always, they? David, David, listen, don't, don't blame the media. There's, al- there's always the opportunity. I found that information out in, in 30 seconds while I was talking to you. Admittedly, it's from Wikipedia, the home of the made-up fact, so I will do a little bit more research afterwards. But don't believe everything you read or hear in the media, David. You're, you're a free man. You're an intelligent man, it sounds like. You can go and have a look up facts yourself. So why are they, why are they protest? Why are they... David, I can, I can hear, it's a hot day. I can hear you melting slightly. Let's, let's end it there, but thank you. 08453 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. There is a lot of fear and a lot of misinformation about those Muslims and what them Muslims want to do to us. Um, there's not that, there's not percentage-wise that many over here. And this is obvious. I'm not saying anything new, am I? Most Muslims are peaceful people. That's, that's, I'm not saying anything new. You know that, don't you? If you're listening to BBC WM 95.6, I'm imagining you're an intelligent, discerning listener. You know that most Muslims are not going around with, you know, suicide packs and things like that. The majority of them want peace and they want to get on with you. They want to get on with me. They want to get on with the couple next door. It's a tiny, tiny minority that want to, to give us harm, bring us harm. Or have I got that completely wrong? Oh eight four five three double O double nine five six. Derek's in Bromsgrove. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Derek. What can I do uh, for you, sir? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I, I heard the conversation between the uh, the EDF and the, uh, the the Muslim. Is he a Muslim leader? Right, the EDF, I think, is an electricity company. It's the e- Tommy <coughs> Robinson from the EDL and Naeem yeah. Malik from the South Asian Alliance. Yes. I've just heard the little bit of conversation at the end of that. Now, yes. how do you know there's four point two when nobody knows the illegal, the amount of illegal people are in this country? Yeah, there's not. So there's not. I ain't only talking about Muslims. I'm talking about uh, the whole, you know, Eastern Europe or whatever. So. Them figures are, are incorrect. Well, the, I'm, I'm just going. I'm just going, Derek. All I can do is go by the official figures from. Yeah, the, from well, the... them, are, them are wrong, and everybody knows it. Yeah, okay. Anybody with any common sense. Okay, knows Derek. It. All I can do is go by the official figures of the census, now, and yes, there is probably. Let, let, let me finish, Derek. Let me just finish this point. There probably is uh, a slight inaccuracy, uh, and we don't know how many illegal immigrants are in this country. Again, I would suggest it's significantly less than you think. But go uh, on. Let's well, make your point. My, I, don't, I wouldn't know overall. No, we wouldn't. You know how many illegal. Even the, as I said, the government don't know. No. they just let them in. Um, well, they don't just let them in. They're, they, they, no, they, they're illegal. It's and they smuggle themselves in. To get in. Okay, go on. What's your point? The, as, rega- as regards the the Muslim and him going on, 
Naeem, Alec, yeah. Yeah. I find the EDF, if it's a fundamental it's, it's, model... It's, it's the EDL. The EDF is a French uh, electricity company. Well, whatever. Well, it's important, it's, important that we get the na- it's important that we get the names right, so... That, yeah, OK. Otherwise we come across as a bit English foolish. English Defence League. Yeah. As, regard, as regards the Muslim, he... He's going on about... Um, Naeem Malik, He's yeah. going to demonstrate, uh, or they're going to do another demonstration against him. Yes. Now, the EDL guy... Yep. Well he's, he's against militant Muslims, which I'm against militant Muslims... They killed people in this country. I think the EDL guy, uh, Tommy Robinson, is against Islam per se. Is it not just no, he's against. It's against militant Muslims, if I remember his his, his first first time I heard him. Okay, well, when I spoke and, to him today, he was none against of, Islam. None of you media people. Hello. That includes Goldberg and the other one. Yep. Yeah, that Goldberg. They've gone on about the BNP. Yeah. The English Defence League. Yeah. They haven't gone on against fundamental Muslims. Now, them are fascists. Right. Just like anything else. And neither of their leaders, they've turned around and gone on about terrorists, but they have not said the fundamental Muslims are fascists. And can they I, are. Can I, can I, I, it's very rarely I speak on behalf of someone else. I've never met Adrian Goldberg, but I think I can say pretty well, safely, pretty safely, he's probably against fundamental Muslims. I think, I, you know... No, he, he's you, not. You, you try and get him to talk about, he's not. you know, okay. Palestine and Israel. Okay, so he, he's not... Adrian Goldberg is, is pro-fundamental Muslims. Uh, he, he's pro-Israeli he's pro, he, as well as... Well, well, that's, we're, go, we're, going off at a, we're going off a completely different tangent there, Derek. Never met Adrian Goldberg. I listen to him a lot. I think he's a cracking presenter. He's on BBC WM 95.6 weekdays between 9 and 12. Uh, I, I, would, it, I would suggest... Hey, this, is, this could be a good, a good phone-in for his show on Monday. I, w- I would suggest he's against fundamental extremists on, on both sides. I would imagine. If I've got that wrong, Adrian, I'm, I'm sorry for guessing your politics. Uh, 08453 You can still give us a call about that. <clears throat> we'll be talking about that for the rest of the show. It's the big news story of the day. I know it's been covered a lot on BBC WM. Uh, but it, it, it would have been foolish for us not to look at it. What was it happening today? We can take it a stage further and find out, are you... Uh, changing your plans today? Are you not going to go to Birmingham City Centre because of the protest that's taking place? Now, here's a tangent, if ever there was one. The newest member of the royal family is expected... Well, it's expected today, I think, isn't it? That's the the story I've heard. The baby's due today. The Duke and Duchess of... Uh, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's baby will be the third in line to the throne. It could be here any moment. Are you excited? Or are you doing a collective shrug of your shoulders and the big, ah, whatever? Do give us a call, 08453 Joined now by Lady uh, Colin Campbell. Good morning, uh, Lady Colin Campbell. Good morning. I w- I'm assuming from your title that you're quite excited about the thought of uh, the royal baby. Well, I don't think anybody's excited about a baby that doesn't be, that isn't their own, uh, which, but which doesn't mean that one isn't sort of interested. But I, you know, I don't think it's exactly cause for excitement. I think that would be a rather extreme reaction from anybody except the the very close members of the family. The front page of the Sun. I don't know if you read it on a daily basis. The front page of the Sun has a Wills and Kate. Look how informal I'm being look-alike uh, on the front, outside the hospital, there are probably 50, 100 press photographers from around the world, so some people are excited, aren't they? Oh, I didn't say people weren't interested. Yep. I think 
I think I I think people are are interested, especially abroad, because you know our royal family has the most tremendous prestige abroad, even more so than it does in England yep. or I should say in Britain. Uh, so yeah, people all over the world, and a lot of those photographers and camera people will be from. For, you know, will be foreign publications, etc. What will the, the will the royal baby bring to Britain? Will, will there be any benefits because of this? I think there will be. Well, I, I actually think the royal family is a tremendous benefit to Britain, if only because it's so prestigious all over the world. I mean, nobody gets excited about meeting the president of France or the president of Italy, but everybody gets excited not only about meeting the Queen of England, but the, but any member of the royal family. So, I mean, we're very lucky from that point of view that the royal family allows us as a nation to punch way above our weight internationally. Uh, and that, I think, is the big plus that the royal family brings to British life. Uh, I think if the baby is a girl, it's going to be extremely significant because it will... It will ratify a lot of the sex differences that have hitherto been a feature of national life. If it's a boy, the whole issue gets glossed over. But if it's a girl, it opens up, especially for the aristocracy, all sorts of interesting notions. Because, for instance, if it's a girl, it succeeds to the throne the aristocracy is going to quite rightly take the view, well, if a female supersedes a male in the royal line, a female should supersede a male in the aristocratic line. So, uh, for instance, an ordinary duke's first daughter should then become the next duchess. And this will have tremendous ramifications across aristocratic national life in terms of inheritance, the great estates, uh, the great names of the country. Lady, Lady uh, Campbell, stay there for a second. Uh, we've got Graham Smith on the line, who is uh, from Republic. Graham, are you looking forward to the royal baby? Uh, <laughs> um, I, only in the sense that, you know, when these big wars happen, um, it drives more people into our organisation and, uh, you know, gets us... Um, you know, gets people talking about the issue in more serious terms than we were just listening to a moment ago. So you're, you, I, I would imagine that, that you are, from the, the organisation Republic, you are therefore Republicans, you're, you're anti-monarchy. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, the, the whole institution is a, a nonsense. And, um, it, it, you know, it's undemocratic. It runs against our democratic principles as a country. It's, uh, as an institution, it interferes in politics. It, you know, abuses public funds. It also gives our politicians power, which, quite frankly, they have no right to. So, you know, the whole institution is is uh, bad for the country and uh, and we call for a, a democratic alternative. But still, Graham, the, the, the nice young couple having a baby could boost a lots bit of, of nice young couples. Lots of nice young couples have babies and, uh, and uh, you know, it just, it, it, that isn't really a major national event and it doesn't boost tourism at all. So let's just knock that one on the head. The monarchy is not good for tourism. This royal baby is not good for tourism. The jubilee wasn't good for tourism. The the wedding wasn't good for tourism. The jubilee was great for tourism, wasn't it? I I thought we had more people coming over and more money. 
Well, you thought that because he keeps on getting fed, but it's not true. It, 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 people repeat it because a lot of journalists, with no disrespect to uh, yourselves... Oh, um, listen, I'm, not a journal- I'm um, just a bloke, I'm not a journalist. Right, fair enough, OK. <laughs> a lot of journalists just repeat what they've heard other journalists say. It's not true, the evidence isn't there. Visit Britain, is, is, you know, and all the stats have come out since... It just doesn't it doesn't happen. It's also irrelevant because, you know, we're, we're not here discussing a tourist attraction. We're here discussing uh, a key institution in our political system. But people are interested, aren't they? I know for, no. for my mum will be interested in this, and people do take an interest in royal babies. Right, OK, well, a YouGov poll just came out um, a couple of days ago said that only 14% are very interested, 32% uh, fairly interested, so a clear majority just aren't interested at all. Um, and when they asked, would you buy any memorabilia, only 7% said they're likely to. So, you know, people aren't interested. They, similar polls came out around the wedding, 79% said they weren't interested. Um, you know, similar polls came out about the Jubilee. There's a lot of hype, and of course, there's, there's enough people out there to get a million people down to the Jubilee or to the wedding. It's a big country, you know, a million people in, in a city like London isn't isn't difficult to get, but that doesn't mean that the whole country is on ten totes or interested. If you look at, you know, listen to people on the bus, on the train, or, you know, in your workplace or whatever, people aren't sitting there wondering what's going to happen with the baby, what, you know, what its name's going to be and all the rest of it. They're talking about the weather, they're talking about their holidays, they're talking about, you know, stuff that's going on in the news other than the baby. Lady Campbell, people aren't interested. Well, I would... Um, I would actually take issue with Mr. Smith on two points. The first is that uh, most people are quite apathetic. There's no doubt about that. And most people are apathetic about everything that doesn't directly concern them. So the fact that, that the average person is not going to bestir himself or herself for anything except something to do with himself or herself is not unique. It's just a feature of human life. And you shouldn't read in lack of support for an institution just because people do not bestir themselves. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that uh, to get a million people in, a, in, in, in any demonstration of any issue, whatever, in London is a huge event because it means that a million people have overridden the natural apathy and also a mil- there, there are only about 50 or 60 million people, if I remember correctly, in the whole of the country. And, and to get one-fiftieth of them to come and do something is actually a sign of great support. And also there's the issue that in, in that the Republican Party has, in, has significantly less support despite the tremendous issues of emotion involved in our national forms of, of our government than, than the monarchy. Lady Campbell, so let's put those, let's, sorry to interrupt, let's put those points to, to, to Graham. Graham, is well, it's not, it's not the million thing on the head because it's not a big deal. I mean, the, you know, the gambler has been tried to get a million people, Notting Hill Carnival gets a million people, you know, it happens every year without the but you four don't or five get months a million of, people, without, Mr. Smith. without the four you don't or five, even get 10, without, people. Without the four or five thousand, uh, four or five months of solid saturation promotional uh, coverage beforehand. So, you know, it's not a major um, uh, figure. And, of course, you know, a lot of those people aren't there because they love the monarchy. They're there because it's a spectacle. They want to go and have a look. So, you know, let's just not get too excited. Because the key point is, I mean, I'm not arguing here that we're on the wave of a, 
of the Republican tide, I'm arguing that, you know, this, this claim that everyone is interested, it, it just isn't supported by the facts. And, you know, people are interested in lots of other things. They're not particularly interested in this. But that, again, isn't really the point, because there are serious issues raised by a royal birth, not to do with whether the girl or the boy gets to keep, be king or queen first, but, but you know, the, the fact that in a democratic society, babies, children, everybody should be born equal with the same political rights and the same political responsibilities. Now, that means every other child has the right to be born equal with the rights um, to, you know, to not only choose their head of state, but also maybe um, put themselves forward to be head of state, but also the royal baby has the right to choose their own lifestyle, their own career path, their own, um, you know, whether or not they want to have children, whether or not they want to be in the armed forces, what religion they're going to be. Graham, we have to, we have to... not going to have those rights. Graham, I, re- I appreciate you putting your point forward. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, Lady Colin Campbell, thank you very much indeed. We're out of time. I could listen to them. I didn't realise it was going to start. I, did, I thought it might kick off. I didn't think it would be her. <laughs> That was fantastic. Thank you both of you for joining me on that. Well, you've heard their arguments, both sides of the arguments. 08453 Are you looking forward to the royal baby? Or do you think, oh, actually, really, what's the point? Does it raise more important issues about this country? Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6, sitting in for Nick Comrade. He's back next week. Normal service resumes. Uh, you just heard two sides of the uh, the royal argument, Lady Colin Campbell and uh, Graham Smith, who is uh, of Republic. Well, if you look at the front page of The Sun, you'd think the world was obsessed with the royal baby, that it's, it was the second coming. What do you think? Are you, are you excited by it? And I'm keen to, because some people do get excited by it. Some people are genuinely at home. My mum is probably at home watching the television, wait, waiting for that helicopter to land on the roof of the, of the hospital. And that means that the baby's coming. And then when will we get to see it? Oh, it's going to be great. She's probably going to go and buy some of that tat that come, you know, the plates and the, the memorabilia and stuff like that. Are, are you excited by it? Are you looking forward to it? Are you going to go and buy some doilies? Oh, I've not said doilies for years. Uh, antimacassar, there's a word I've not said for a long time. You know what an antimacassar is? Who knows what an antimacassar is? It's, what, it's those things that your nans used to have on the back of sofas, those bit of lace that they'd have on the back of sofas, so that when men in the olden days with brill cream would put their head on, it would go onto the antimacassar, not on the sofa. There you go. You see, you learn something new every day. Uh, are you looking forward to the baby, or are you, do you think, actually, it's disgusting the amount of time and, and uh, effort that's being put into reporting this? 08453 9956. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, WM. You can also, um, uh, oh, look at that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Look, you see, I've got a screen that's got information for me. What royal memorabilia have I got? I haven't got... Do you know what? I have got royal memorabilia, actually. I've got... Um, so, do you know, they, they bring out those big coins, don't they? Those, uh, th- those uh, big coins um, uh, when something happens. And I've got some for Princess Lady Di and Charles's wedding. Somewhere. I may have chucked them away, actually. I'm not, I'm not completely sure. I may have uh, chucked those away. Also, your tips for keeping cool. I had a hosepipe shoved down my shorts the other day by my three-and-a-half-year-old son. It was fun for an hour, and then I would go off and dry and come out in dry clothes, and he'd do me again! I need your tips for keeping cool. 08453 You can uh, send me a text, 81333. Start your text, WM. Big day today in Birmingham. 
Uh, as you're probably aware, the EDL will be having uh, a protest, um, uh, a big uh, demonstration in Centenary Square in the city centre. There's going to be a counter-demonstration by the Unite Against Fascism group, which will take place in Chamberlain Square at the same time. Is it? Ch- are you changing your plans? Are you not going to go to Birmingham city centre because of what's happening? Um, and are we getting our knickers in a twist all about nothing? Anne's in Hall Green. Good morning, Anne. Oh, hello. Um, yes, this is to do with this protest march, actually. Yeah. Um, well, it's, 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 a, it's a static protest. I keep saying a, marsh, uh, a march well, and no, I keep getting no, my no, wrist slapped. Yes. Is, you're right, you're right. Yep. But I'm concerned about the, the reason being that there's... And nobody's mentioned this on your show or anybody's show. No. There is a children's... Um, well, it's called BSS Showbiz Summer Showcase oh. going on at the town a hall. Showbiz Summer Showcase? Yes. And there's about nearly a thousand children going to be in there. I've taken my granddaughter in this morning. She yeah. had to be there for about quarter to ten. Yeah. Um, very scary, I thought already. Couldn't go up Hill Street to drop her outside. Uh, fortunately, she's seventeen, so I was able to drop her somewhere else, and she had to find her own way. I, I, is this because? Sorry, is this because of of the police blocks and things? Yes. Or, right. Yes, okay. Yeah. But the point is, it's on from two th- I wouldn't be going to Birmingham unless I had to. To see the uh, summer showbiz? It's, it's the show that's on from yeah. half past two yeah. till about five o'clock. And the uh, protest is outside. Just right outside. And nobody's mentioned a word about all these children. They've been told already that once they go in this morning, they're locked in until the end of the show. What's, what's your granddaughter going to be performing? A song from Bugsy Malone or something? No, it's a whole different... All the children from age about six, they're all performing right up and oh, it, till the older group. It's nice a, show. It sounds... It does sound... Um, it, uh, it, but it's a bit scary, painful. believe yeah. you me. I bet. Oh, you mean because of the, the, the protests? Yes. Yeah, I thought you meant... Uh, that yes. A three-hour show with children singing and dancing, Anne. Yes. You've got to have nerves of steel to sit through something like that, haven't you? Oh, no, it's very good. Really? Very good. Really? No, don't be silly. No, because some silly. of the... No, I listen... No, that's all, thank you. <laughs> what? 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 I think I've upset her. With the greatest of respect, I am all for young children entertaining and singing and dancing and putting on shows. I, of course I am. But a three-hour show. I wish them the, I'm sure it's going to be a corker. I wish them the very best of luck. And did not take kindly to the criticism that was uh, potentially being levelled there. Well done, and thank you very much. You made your point. Uh, well, no. We've all done it, though. We've all gone to see our kids or our nieces and nephews in shows. Uh, and I'm sure this, this show today won't be like that. I'm sure that today's show is going to be an absolute corker full of young, rising talent. Speaking from personal experience, we've all sat through shows, 45 minutes an hour, where out your son or daughter, your niece and nephew are in it, and they're in it for, like, two minutes. And for that two minutes... Oh, look, there's Dylan! Oh, Dylan's waving. Oh, isn't he good? Oh, he forgot his words. Oh, Dylan. Oh, he was brilliant. Then Dylan goes off. You've got another f- 58 minutes of other children you don't know performing quite badly. It's, it's the curse of the parent and the uncle, isn't it? Really? Uh, Marlene's in Wolverhampton. Good morning, Marlene. You're not going to hang up on me, are you? No, I'm not going to hang up. Thank you, Marlene. I'll try not to offend you. <laughs> That's OK. <laughs> what's, what's your take on what's happening today? Well, I think people have the right to protest. Not a problem. Don't have that uh, an issue. But I think that by turning up and counter-protesting, it's just fueling it. 
the worst kind of insult is to ignore somebody. Ignore the group. Don't even go there. Have no interest in it. Now, they're protesting against Muslim, but not just them, against any ethnic minority with a view. So I have no interest in them. They don't really have any interest in me. I'm going to ignore them. And I think they need to be smart. They need to think, right, what's the best thing to do? Don't even acknowledge them. They have no power. They are non-entity to me. So they, Muslim people should be the same. And the other thing is, is to say, you know, I, I've got a religion, but I don't describe myself with that religion. Mm. That is my private business. If I feel that I need to bestow that on you, I will say that. But I don't know why they, it's a Muslim, Muslim, Muslim. I have no problem with them saying, you know, generally they're Muslim. But sometimes you have to, again, be smart and think, right, I am actually an Asian British person. And I say I'm a black British woman or I'm just a British woman. My ethnic minority and my religion really hasn't got much to do with, a general, with the general public or any situation unless relevant. Maybe the people that describe themselves as, as Muslims or Muslim or British Muslims or whatever, m maybe um, they're more passionate about their religion than you are about yours. Well, it governs my every day. It governs everything I do, really. But at the end of the day, I want people to see that I am it. I don't have to describe it. You should be able to see by my ways what I am, if it's necessary. But at the end of the day, they need to be, and I'll keep using the word smart, I don't think that, years ago, black people went through a lot of things with um, National Front. And mm. We didn't do counter-protesting very often, because after a while, you kind of realize that these people People really have no sense in, in knowing that I'm here to stay. So at the end of the day, you go about and if you want to waste your time protesting, because I'm not going anywhere. If you, you know, they need to understand that, you know, Muslim people need to understand they are not. And if they feel threatened and they feel like they're going to be out of this country, well, you know, the, 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 the religion is not giving them the security that they need. But a lot of the people, the, 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 your premise comes from the assumption that, that it will be Muslims protesting. I imagine that the, the other anti-fascist um, protests I've seen, uh, 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 some of the people will be Muslims, some will be Christians, some will be atheists. Well, well some I did, will... that's true. I did start off by saying they're not just protesting yeah. against Muslims, they're protesting against lots of other people. So I do imagine that. But again, as I you know, I'm not trying to say that we are the superiors. I'm saying that you won't see many black people turning up to that because at the end of the day, I've got better things to do and I'm here to stay. And I have no interest in them at all. Am I, I uh, Marlene, I, I often, I've never interviewed Tommy Robinson before. I've always yeah. said no, I don't want to interview him. Today I turned up and, uh, you know, I'm a guest here. I can't, I'm kind of doing what I'm told. I'm on my best behaviour. Well, behavior. I think it's good that you did. Is it good? Is it good? Or am I, am I giving no. them more oxygen by interviewing both sides of the argument? No, I think from the media that's absolutely fine. No problem with that, really. Because it's also interesting to hear what he says. Because really, you know, I don't want to... to I, I, I don't want to insult the man, but at the end of the day, you kind of see that this is not really the most educated man on earth, really. Because especially if he's making things up about Sharia law. Sharia law does not exist. If it exists, it's not in this country, and it will never come in this country. Well, as far are, as so why, he, this, why is he, why has he got a problem with it? Why has he got a problem with it? So, to me, those are people who really haven't got, you know, you won't find people in the... Um, uh, in the EDL who have got who are company directors. There are eighty-five Sharia courts in, in this country, yeah. but it does not affect us. It will not affect us. You know, they they're not going to impart it on me. It's something that's private to them and will be imparted on the Muslim community. But it won't affect us. It can't possibly because to, to 
to impart it on us. You have to be Muslim. You know, so as far as I'm concerned, if they want to chop off their own hands, as long as it's not my hand, I don't really care. I, I'm not really that bothered. But from his point of view, it doesn't affect him. So what is his problem? He, has, he shouldn't have a problem. And he's quite ignorant to it because he really doesn't understand it and he really doesn't know much about it. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, I have no, you know, the EDL have nothing to do with me because I'm here to stay. Marley, I love Marley. myself, I love my religion and I love my race. Marlene, I've got 20 seconds. <laughs> what are you doing to keep cool? I'm doing, you know what I did? I heard yesterday, you put your hands in cold water. Oh, yeah. It, it, I heard it on your show, and it works, but it only works for the time that your hands in the cold water. Because <laughs> so as soon as you take them out, you get hot <laughs> as again. As soon as you take them out, yeah. It does cool you down for a bit, and I splashed cold water all over me, this man said, because it cools your pulses down and the blood goes around your body cooler. It, it really does work, and splash cold Marley, water. we have to end it there. Thank you very much. Someone get me a bowl of cold water. I want to do the last hour with my hands in a bowl, please. I wait 453 Five, six, the royal baby and the EDL. And how do you keep cool? BBC WM 95.6. Teachers, if you don't like it, get out of it. Pensioners who can't do anything to boost her income. Abduction? Uh, as far as I'm aware, she actually went willingly. Ian Lee, Saturdays. 9 till 12. BBC WM 95.6. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. It's my last 55 minutes because Nick Conrad is back next week. Don't panic. He'll be back next week resuming uh, normal service. In the last hour, are you looking forward to the next six weeks if you're a parent or a grandparent? School's out for summer, huh? Or are you dreading the prospect of spending that much time with your kids? 08453 What are you going to do to keep them entertained for a whole six weeks? Also want to know, are you excited about the royal baby? Have you got any royal memorabilia? It takes a certain kind of person, doesn't it, to go out and buy... A plate with a picture of the Queen on, or something like that. 81333, start your text, WM. And also, it's the big story of the day. I know uh, BBC WM 95.6 have been covering it all week. We have to touch on it today. The EDL will be having a protest in the centre of Birmingham. Two questions. Are we getting our knickers in a twist about nothing? And will you be avoiding the city centre as a result? Call 08453 Ian Lee on BBC WM 95.6 The royal memorabilia thing is an odd one. I remember um, when Lady Di and Prince Charles got married. Did we? Have, there, was, there wasn't a school holiday then. Was there a school holiday? Because I remember seeing it on the telly, but I think... I think I might be confusing that with um, Andrew and Fergie. There definitely wasn't a day off for Andrew and Fergie. And the school um, dinner ladies had a portable TV on in the canteen. And so we saw that then. Was, Was school... I've got a vague recollection. You can help me with this, dear listener. You're better than Google in so many ways. Uh, you're not quite as mucky as Google can be. Was there a school holiday? Were schools closed when Di, and I still call her Lady Di, that's how old I am, when Di and Charles got married? Was there? Did we have a day off then? I, th- I, th- I think there was. It seems such a strange concept now that they will close schools because two millionaires got married. But I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they did. 08453 And if you've got any royal memorabilia, why? Why? 
Oh, it'll be worth something. It won't, because loads of other people have got that plate. Loads of other people have got those napkins on. Oh, wait, four, five, three, double, oh, double, nine, five, six. On the subject of the EDL, uh, protesting in Birmingham City Centre today. Let's see who's been waiting the longest. Oh, Ray has. Ray, you've been on there for ages. I do apologise. Oh, hello there. Good so- morning. Sorry to keep you waiting so long, Ray. That, that, that's fine. That's all right. Oh, make one or two. I've been listening to the, de- the debate about this. Uh, one or two comments I'd like to make. Uh, so what I believe and what I think is the main culprits of this situation are the successive governments that have totally ignored the sincere and deep-seated anxieties that many, many people have got about the scale and nature of the immigration. That's the first thing... What what anxieties have you got, Ray? Well, I wouldn't say I've got a lot of anxieties about... So you're you're phoning up on behalf of those that do have anxieties? Well, well, first of all, I think, really, that... uh, if they're such a, a, a very tiny, in, insignificant uh, part of the population, why do they seem to be the main topic of our lives? I mean, uh, you see, I think one of the main things, I think, is organised religion. I don't think that organised religion should be thrust down our throat all the time. It should be. I don't see why people can't go and do it in their front rooms and not, in, not make a nuisance of themselves. But but I I would imagine, Ray. Ray, I would imagine that that the majority of Muslims, you don't you don't see Muslims out on the street, you know, on on their knees praying to Mecca very very often. They do it in a mosque in the same way that most Christians go to a church. I'm not saying about. I'm saying about the fact that we have to keep listening to it all the time. It's on the media. It is constantly in the media about it. And you see, the other thing I'd like to say is this: I think that we do get a whiff of hypocrisy here, you see. Uh, There's this banner where it says no more mosques. Well, I get about a lot and talk to a lot of people. I've yet to meet somebody that would say to me, uh, I would welcome a mosque in my street. I've never heard anybody say that. I I would, uh, I'll say it to you, Ray, I would welcome a mosque in my street. Why why, why not? You're the first person. But why not? I speak to hundreds of people around the West Midlands. Uh, It's a record. You're the first guy I've ever heard say. Why would you not welcome a mosque in your street? Well, because, you see, I believe in laws, laws and order. And according to the planning laws, any structure that's put up anywhere must blend in to the surrounding uh, environment. Oh, Ray, those and mosques. I think an oriental temple of that type oriental. would not blend into the leafy line where I live. Ray, I believe in planning laws as well, but I, those mosques... Have you ever been in a mosque? Yes, I was They're... taken to one in, uh, in Morocco they... once. It was like an aircraft hangar. Aren't they amazing with those domes and those towers and that etching? They put... They, but generally, those modern mosques put far more thought into it uh, uh, instead of those those modern churches that are just like council houses, aren't they? See, I think a mosque is beautiful. These are something I resent more than anything else. You are telling me how I should think. No, not in, the sli- doing. no not in the slightest. I'm suggesting to you, you Ray... See, that- you see, this is what fascism is. You oh, see, this was Hitler. Um, he ta- he told Hitler everybody the how they should Ray. think, and I think this is a lot of people. They're being told that they love this multicultural no. society. What, wait, a lot of people Ray. don't, and we don't like being Ray. told that we do love it. Ray, what did I just say that, 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 that was in any way fascist? Just point it out to me, because I, I, I must have missed it. I'm sorry. What did I say there that was, was, was telling you how to think and was therefore I got, fascist? I got the impression that you, that you were telling me that I should think this way, that nope. I should love these mosques. I, nope. love the, I don't. No, nope. wait, wait, wait. I'm not an extremist. 
Wait, 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 wait. Didn't say that at all. Listen again, and, and I'll, I'll let you off that one, but, but, but pay attention. What I'm saying is, I find mosques beautiful. I think they are stunning. I think they look amazing with their domes and with their, uh, their towers and with the, the amount of work that's put into them. I think that a modern mosque looks far better than a modern church, modern Christian church. Well, that is your opinion. It is my opinion, and I'm not telling you to think that at all. I'm giving you my opinion. I'm not telling you to that you should love the things that I do. You're telling me that I'm a Nazi. No, um, look, I don't say to you, I love this and that, and you should. And Ray, neither... Ray, Ray, neither have I said that, and I would would appreciate you retracting the, the... calling me a fascist. I did not call you a fascist. I said that... You were doing what fascists did. You were you were trying to okay. tell people how they should think. In that case, I would like you to retract the accusation that I'm doing what a fascist does because oh, I'm not. I've not, not told you. you a I've uh, right, uh, let, Let's end it there, shall we? Before we go <laughs> on a tangent. Ah, <laughs> oh, me. I wasn't. I'm not in any way saying. Hey, listen. You should like mosques because I do. I think they look stunning. Where's the mosque in um, North East London? Oh, I can't think. Is it Neesden? I think it's Neesden. Man alive, you come off the North Circular, horrible road, you do a couple of lefts, and suddenly you are by this amazing building. And it is amazing, whatever you think of Islam or Muslims, this building is incredible. It, they've put the effort into that that we used to put in centuries ago into our churches and cathedrals. We don't now. You build a church now, it looks, for the most part, it looks flipping horrible. Some of the old cathedrals and churches are incredible. I think mosques look great. Oh eight four five three double O double nine five six. Let's go to Carrie in Birmingham City Centre. Morning, Carrie. Hi, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, Carrie. Good. Um, yeah, all it is, first off, I'd like to start by saying that um, just because you're a Muslim doesn't mean that you're racist against anyone who's not a Muslim. Yep. I've got um, family who are married, and it's like Sarah's married to Saj, beautiful family, awesome people. Um, but, like, I am a white female that grew up in Spark Hill, and I can't deny that, obviously, it's both sides. Um, I have had racist things shouted to me. I've had sexual things shouted to me. In Small Heath, the billboards, the ladies have had their legs painted over if they're wearing dresses. Um, a BBC Free documentary with Stacey, um, she was wearing a full-length dress. And the lady on there was a Muslim lady. She was saying that she looked naked and that she was trying to seduce people. And I just think it's not fair to try and push that onto people. Like, you're, you're entitled to your own beliefs, and I believe that full-heartedly they should have, be able to have their own religious places over here that's fine but i just don't think it should be pushed on people that Carrie, we should wear uh, uh, can, I, can i just uh, jo- join a few dots and fill in a few blanks i'm assuming yeah, yeah. you are a, a young white uh, um yeah. woman but born in england yeah. consider yourself to be british yeah. Okay. It, it does come from both sides, though. You quite often get um, uh, strong... When, when I did a phone-in a while ago about gay marriages. Uh, and yeah. you, get, you do get very strong opinions from... Um, I don't want to say right-wing, but from, from fervent Christian groups who yeah. are, who are uh, anti-women dressing in short, revealing skirts, who are anti-gay, who are um, anti-lots of things that I kind of find acceptable. So you do get strong views from from both Christianity and from Islam, don't you? I, I will agree with that, but in my area, I've never got that from someone who is from a Christian. I'm an atheist myself, mm. 
But um, I have never had that from anybody else. It's only been from young British Muslims mm. as well. It's not... Uh, it's, I just don't think it's fair that I should not be able to walk down the street wearing what I want to wear. And I don't wear revealing clothes. But you still have these sexual things shouted at you. And like I said, it's not yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's, that's inappropriate. But then... But, yeah. You also get, you get white van, van men doing a wolf whistle. All right, love. Yeah, but it's, it's not racist, like... Oh, so that's okay. A little bit of casual sexism. No, 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 I agree. Like, you shouldn't have to be subjected to that. No. But if you grew up in Spark Hill, yeah. you can't deny that you get it all the time. And it's not just a few men going past mm. in a van. I'm talking, like, a lot. My mum won't even let me walk home from work. Mm. She'll pick me up because of it. Like, it's just terrible. And um, it's things like... Uh, you know, like the courts getting brought over here, Muslim courts. Yes. Things like that. Obviously, the rules over here are everyone's treated equally, which I believe 100% should be enforced. Yeah. But bringing that law and then courts I over think here... That's, I think, from what little I know, and I, I, I haven't got time to Google it now, but I think that's, that's primarily to deal with uh, divorce issues and relationship issues. Carrie, we have to end it there. Thank you very much. I hope you feel... Sorry to cut you short, but the, the phones have gone crazy this morning. I hope you feel you got your point across. And, of course, no-one should have to endure, um, you know, sexist, racist comments like that from anybody. 08453 00 Mo, Peter, stay there. We'll speak to you soon. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC WM 95.6. I'm just getting the production team... I'm just getting them in line and making sure they know exactly what they need to do for the last 40-odd minutes of me being here at BBC WM 95.6. I've had so much fun filling in for Nick. You lot are fun to talk to and argue with. It's good sport, isn't it? Sometimes I think having an argument with someone on the radio or someone on the phone... It's a thoroughly entertaining sport. It's good for the soul as well. Oh, it means you're not there arguing with your family. If you get it out of your system with me, or with Nick, or with Adrian in the week, you're not going to go and argue with the kids, are you? You're not going to argue at work because you've got that out of your system. In many ways, I'm therapy for you. Nick will be back uh, next week, um, all married up and stuff. Uh, the, uh, there's an update on um, uh, what's happening today in Birmingham. West Midlands Police ACC Sharon Rowe says there are now more than 1,000 officers on duty today for the EDL rally and counter-demo in Birmingham. Officers have travelled here from many other forces, including South Wales, in order to help with the policing operation. Are we getting our knickers in a twist? And are you avoiding going into uh, Birmingham City Centre because of what's happening? Let's go... To, oh, we've got so many calls here. Um, Mo's been on the line the longest. Uh, Mo, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Mo in Tamworth. What can I do for you, Mo? Uh, well, I'd like, you to, I'd like to refer to two or three calls back. Are yes. You, um, related to uh, 4.2%... Um, immigration into this country? Not, not what I said in the slightest. Okay, go ahead, tell me then. I said that um, Muslim, the Muslim population was approximately 4.8% of, of the population. I didn't mention immigration. Okay, but, but immigration is part of that. And we should... But, I d- yeah, but, but the, the, the figure I gave was from the 2011 census uh, that suggested uh, that there were 4.8% of the population... 4.8% of the population were Muslims. It, it, it is separate from immigration. OK. But immigration coming in will add to those figures because the, the point is that is 4.2%... Eight. ...and growing. It has been constantly growing, which leads me, uh, if I may say, to have a, have, a, have a go at the media, you included, mm. uh, that you kind of... Oh, not kind of. You don't take into consideration, and I mean this 
seriously. The anxieties, the really deep anxieties concerning English-born people, can't speak for any other nationality, who are desperately concerned that their country is being taken away from them. How is it being taken away from you, Mo? Let's address these concerns. How, is, how do you feel it's being taken because away from you? Birmingham people especially have lost vast areas. What, in what way lost them? Lost them to non-English people. Again, what do you mean lost them? What, you, what you, you're not, not allowed to walk there anymore? They, they don't belong to them anymore. We're talking about people that have known, you know, those areas, belonging to them. Belonging to them as... as, as I don't as, know what you mean by belonging. I wouldn't... I, well, I, I, if I'm, you're born and bred in an area, yeah. you feel a belonging to it. Yeah. You feel... Uh, and you feel that, that that... Where you live, where you're brought up, where you know everything about the area, yeah. belongs to you. You feel a part of it. And why That's, should people of a different faith being there stop it belonging to you? Because... The anxiety, that is what the anxiety is all about. People fear, Ian, that their place of birth, local and national, is being taken off them. I don't, that I, I, is happening. We got, it's, got, it's, a, it's a slightly cyclical argument. I'm, I'm trying to understand what, what you mean by taken off you. Why, why should people of a different colour or a different faith or a because different ethnicity it, mean it's, it's, it's taken off you? Because... Non-white people are moving out. Why are they moving bo- out? No, they are moving out of their born and bred areas. Well, then that's... If they're moving out, that's their issue. They should stay there. Well, there's no reason to move out. They think there is. That's the problem. What's that's the-, the anxiety. That's what you are ignoring. I'm not ignoring it. I'm trying to understand it. Why do they feel they have to move out? Well, you'd have to ask them, but I don't think it would take well, an Einstein to work it well, out. Well, tell... It, I, I genuinely that, don't get it. Tell me why... I, OK, if they, if, they, if they can see non-white people, yeah. non-English people, moving into an area where they don't feel comfortable with, they will move out. Why don't they, they feel comfortable? Un- why don't they feel comfortable with it? They don't feel comfortable with it because they feel that their life is changing fast and desperately. Why should... And why their should... life and people, as they know them, are disappearing. No, but the, again, that argument doesn't make sense because the, the, you're, they're dis- they feel their life is changing because people are disappearing, so they leave. Why should it matter what colour or what religion your next-door neighbour is? I don't understand. I think you do understand. No, I don't. I genuinely, honestly don't. I, listen, I grew up in Slough. I grew up next door to Indian kids, to Pakistani kids, to Kashmiri kids, to Cambodian kids, to all kinds of things. So I genuinely don't understand. Why well, would it... area you came from, in, came from in yeah. Slough, is it predominantly white or otherwise? Uh, it, was, uh, it was very, very mixed. Okay. But we've got areas... But why should it, Mo, the question, the question I put you to, to again, it, why does it matter what colour or what religion your next-door neighbour is? It matters to people, Ian. Why? Tell me why. I know it does, you, according to you, but tell me why. This is what I don't understand. Because it's a natural thing for most people to want to be among, among their own kind. That doesn't mean they're racist, and that doesn't mean they hold anything against 
people that are not like them. It's just natural that they feel that way. But then way. why are they moving Why are they moving out then? If they hadn't moved out, they would be amongst people... Well, they're moving out to areas that are untouched by this problem. Untouched by this problem. But what I don't... But if they didn't move out... Then, then the people of the different colour or the different religions wouldn't move in. Well, that's all very logical, but, you know, life isn't that... You're, you're right. How foolish of me to bring logic into an argument. I know, isn't that ridiculous? Well, uh, but a lot, lot of these Muslims have been born here, so they are British. So they have been born That's in those not areas. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, what are you talking about? I am about? talking about, please, you're giving me a hard time, but I, I'm, I'm going to be strong with no, you. No, I have to, I, I'm, I'm good, I like it. It's more okay. fun that way. That is not what their problem is. Their problem is that, yeah. that most people want to be around their own kind. Why? Why not? Well, no, no, that's not, that's, not, that's not good enough. You can't, you can't answer a question with a question. Why? 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 Why do you not want to learn about different cultures? About Even if you get back, take it down to the most basic level, the fantastic food that we get. And also, no, why, but it's it? against any of that. You know, we all like a Chinese, we all like an Indian, we all like a Just Mexican. don't want to talk to them. No, that's not... No, you see, you're doing that. You're doing what the media do. All you're right. going to the extreme. That is not what it's about. OK, you don't want to live next door to the Chinese or the Indian. Most people don't. know. it's not there either. I'm it's trying to get it, Mo. I'm really trying to get it. OK, Ian, listen, don't interrupt them, please. OK, I'll shut it's up. It's being taken over. It's having your area taken over. It's not because we dislike them or we're racist. You don't, you don't, don't want like them next door to you. Pardon? You, you, don't, you don't like them, but you don't no, want them next door no. to you. I said you're not listening. Pay attention. It's not that we don't like them, like, dislike. That's got nothing to do with right. it. There are people, I have yep. to emphasise, I'm not one of them. No, of course I not. I do live in a nice area. But I do when you say a nice area, do you mean a white area? I mean a nice area. So there's, not, there's not, not many Simple Muslims there. In other words, not many Muslims In there. other words, yes. So it's a nice area, not many Muslims there. OK, yes, carry on. Yes, I wouldn't have a problem with that. No, 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 it's a nice would, area because there's not many Muslims there. Unless Fine. they were taken over. Right. I don't want my area taken over. What, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Ian, are but, you there? Uh, yes, I am. Am I allowed to speak now, Mo? Yes. Do you feel you've made your point? I'd like to make one more if I may. Oh, for goodness sakes. Go on, then. Last one. Am I boring you? Yeah. I bet I'm not boring your listeners. Well, no, I bet you're not. You're, no, yeah. I, I'm enjoying this. Go on, mate. One more. OK. Uh, the Royal Baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, there's a likeness here. Yeah. I have nothing against that family. You just don't nothing want them living next whatsoever. door to you. <laughs> but why should the taxpayer yes. pay for a multi-million dollar baby? Well, there's an excellent question you've, you've, you've raised there. Uh, well, listen, I'm sure lots of you are agreeing with Mo and lots of you disagreeing with it. Is, uh, the, the thing I found interesting in that, she lives in a nice area because there aren't many Muslims there. Draw from that what you will. 08453 I grew up in Slough. There were so many kids of different colours and different religions and different faiths and it was great because if I went round to someone's house for tea, you didn't know what you're going to get. Some of it was horrible. Some of it was fantastic. Oh, it was wonderful. I learned Hindi. I can speak Hindi and Urdu. They're kind of the same. I, mainly swear words, I can say, if I'm completely honest. But 
always useful. Uh, Peter's in Kingshurst. Morning, Peter. You've been waiting for a long time. I can only apologise. That's all right. Morning, Ian. I was Mo- quite enjoying that. Yeah, I was enjoying that as well, actually. It was, it was a good sport. Go on. What have you got? Uh, with regards to this 4.8% that keeps coming back. Yeah. It is a small minority. Yeah. And you've got it from the census of 2011. That's brilliant. Can you explain to me why those 4.8% of people have to have 90% of our food attributed to them under halal? If that's such a small proportion... Why does every supermarket have to sell halal food? Why do children at every school have to be given halal food if we're the majority? Why is it? Well, it's, it's, it, the halal section in the supermarkets I use is not particularly big. It doesn't now, take Ian, up 90% of the store. Ian, there's, also a, one, there's also a kosher section as well. Yeah, let's just say one thing. You're saying a halal section. Yeah. Everything in your, in your store will be marked for halal use. Not just because just, not just, it's not in the halal section. Go and buy New Zealand lamb. It's for halal use. That's not in the halal section. All New Zealand lamb is, is slaughtered for halal use. Why? If, as you just said, if they've got a halal section or they've got a halal butchers and everything else was non-halal, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. But everything in our supermarkets today, chicken, lamb, are all slaughtered to halal standards. Look at the back and the, 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 the tiniest of marks... They don't have to tell you, they don't have to make it obvious, but it's the tiniest of marks, a little halal trademark, and they're all done. Why, if it's only for 4.8%? Does it, does it bother you that, that how, yeah, it how it's slaughtered? Yeah, I'm disgusted with halal slaughter. I think it's barbaric. But, but a bolt through the head's OK? Uh, if you stun an animal first, yes, it's OK. OK. I, I, I have well, no... I, I don't... question. How would you prefer to die? Not knowing you was going to die, or watching somebody slit your throat? Um, I, <laughs> I can't answer that question, can I, Peter? Why not? It depends on the circumstances. Does listen, uh, well, of course it does. I, so I'm not going to argue, listen... Well, can I'm you not... just tell me where the circumstance you'd like to watch somebody slit your throat come about? Oh, for goodness sakes, we're, we're going off on such a, 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 a realm of fantasy. Uh, it, 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 if, it, it, if it meant that my children weren't going to suffer and that, and that was the option, then I'd go for that, yeah. So if you meant your children wasn't going to suffer, you'd go for having your throat slit? Yeah, oh yes I would, yeah. But if somebody said to you, you haven't got a choice, you're just going to get it done anyway, and it doesn't matter about your children, that's fine. OK, we're, go- I th- we're, we're, we're entering, going, Peter, we're entering... We're going we are- off on a different tangent. <laughs> ever so- we are but, ever slightly. So 90% of food is fit for 4% of people. Does it, does it make economical sense? Peter, listen, I, I, I don't know those statistics, um, but uh, th- thank you very much for that. I'll have a look into that. I don't know if that's true or not. If it is, then it's, it definitely warrants um, uh, some kind of investigation, I would have thought. Thank you very much for bringing that up, Peter. Thank you. And we were, we were slightly getting a little bit lost up our own hypotheticals there, weren't we? <laughs> I think it's a polite way to put it. 08453 Oh, we had any texts? I've not seen any texts. Let's see if we've had any texts. I feel bad. I've been giving out the text number and um, and not read any. So maybe we haven't had any. Maybe your two, your thumbs are too hot and sweaty to uh, to send something on your BlackBerry devices. Um, Edna's in Walsall. Good morning, Edna. Good morning. Have you called in about the royal baby? Well, I had yes, and I'll be quick on that because there's something else I want to yeah, say. Listen, now. Listen, you can take your time on both on everything. We, we can I wish that the media, yep. you, Me? would stop mentioning the royal family oh. because it just grass it, it uh trots out all of these killjoy republicans oh. we wouldn't want mugs from stoke-on-trent which keep people in work with president Miliband or president cameron so that was why 
I've first of all rang Will you, you be now buying... I want to speak Hang about on. you. Hang on a second, Edna. Will... Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm in trouble again. Will you be buying um, a plate with a picture of um, Wills and Kate on? If I like it. Yeah. And, and would you have it, have your supper on it, or would you keep it for specials? Um, I just may or may not. I might think, well, perhaps this will increase in value. Yeah, well. And are you looking forward to the baby coming? Well, no, uh, not necessarily. Mm. I just think that the royal family are a great asset to this country and fools that are Republicans mm. don't know what they're talking about. But can I talk about you? Oh, Edna, you're not going to tell me off, are no, you? No, I'm glad you're not going to be there oh, next week because you've interrupted everybody. Yeah, okay. You grilled them. You won't let them give you their own opinion. You try to change your mind. And quite honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be listening again but next you, week if you were there. But you've listened today. I've listened to You've today. not enjoyed it, but yes, you've listened to I'm today. absolutely furious. Did you listen last week? Yes. Yeah. And, and the week before? Yes. And the week before? All the week. So for four weeks... If I'm here, I listen. So that's 12 hours of radio that you've thoroughly not enjoyed, and yet you've kept listening, and you've called well, in. Well, just a minute, you weren't there when I was listening. I'm talking about Nick. OK, but I've been here for the last four weeks. Oh, well, I... <laughs> Um, I'm here and there. I must have missed some of you because there's always Radio 5 Live and Radio 4. So you're not the only programme. I like like Radio 4. I'm a big fan of Radio 4. I see. There's some good stuff on there. Well, good luck if you can possibly get a a mask next to your house. I'm sure you'll love the parking. I, I, I would hope they would include parking facilities. <laughs> Edna, you said I've tried to change people's mind. Where, where, where did I do that? Can you remi- it's, remind it's me? It's the way you... Gr- this woman that you... The almost last call. Yeah. I don't know why she bothered no. carrying on. Oh, she was she enjoying was it. Determined. She was I enjoying it. I don't know it. whether she was enjoying she was, it. Mo was loving anyway, it. I'm not going to enjoy it, so... Okay. Well, Nick is back next week. I'm sure he's missed you, Edna. Make yes. sure you call early doors, nine o'clock next week, and, and welcome him back oh, well, and I tell him how rubbish I was. I probably won't call. Oh. I'll just listen calmly and enjoy. So, hang on a second. You don't normally call Nick, then? Only if it seems necessary. You see, so, I'm only calling in today yeah. because you are so ill-mannered. So, in some ways, I've won. I suppose you have, yes, if that's how you want to Edna, see it. You it, are a poor soul. It's lovely talking to you, Edna. Have a good okay, day. Bye. Ta-ta. There we go. She was nice, wasn't she? I like Edna. I got her to pick up the phone and call and listen to a show she doesn't like. I always have a thing. If there's a show I don't like on the radio, I'll give it five minutes, and then I'll turn it off. Got some text here. Uh, Ian, uh, both my neighbours are Muslim. They're great. Can't knock them, says Jane Dudley. Um, Bob says, that lady is correct in certain areas. They are taking over, and those areas are no-go areas. Uh, another text, anonymous. You have never heard of Muslim no-go areas? I haven't, actually. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, Christine. England has been raped of its identity because successive governments have allowed immigration to go out of control. English people are not allowed views, as we are then called racists. 
Um, Lynn says, you are right about modern Christian churches versus mosques. Rubri Parish Church looks like a fire station. I think because some of the, ch- we've got some of the most amazing buildings in this country are churches and cathedrals. They look incredible. But any church built from 1960 onwards, oh, they're, they are soulless. A place where we're supposed to go and celebrate our souls and the majesty of, of life and the hereafter. They are just soulless, aren't they? Aren't they? Oh, eight, four, five, three. Double O double nine five six. Now, let's move on to something slightly different, shall we? Although it probably filled you with as much dread as the, the thought of a mosque being built next door to some of you. This morning I'm asking, are you looking forward to spending quality time with your children or grandchildren, or are you dreading the next six weeks? Well, if you fall into the latter category, my next guest may have some words of comfort and advice for you. Joined by Dr Rick Norris, who is a clinical psychologist. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Ian. Our, our parents, my boys are too young, they, they're with us the whole time, but are parents dreading the thought of six weeks with their children? Well, I think many parents do, Nick. I think we, we, we live in quite a complex and busy world these days, and particularly lots of parents where, you know, both of them are, or, or the parent who's at home is, is normally working. So to go from having your children at school for seven, eight hours a day to suddenly having them potentially with you 24-7 can be a bit challenging. It is difficult, isn't it? And there's that, I'm bored, I'm bored. <laughs> what, what, should peop- what should people do so that they don't snap at their children? Well, well I, I think this is a, a really good point. And I've got a whole bunch of um, uh, sort of tips and hints that I give people. But I think it's, it's worth remembering that, you know, it is slightly different to the, to the world perhaps I grew up in, and, and maybe you too, I mean... But for starters, um, we have smaller families now, Mm. which means that children don't have as many siblings as they did a generation ago. So quite often um, they haven't got the natural playmates. If if they have got any brothers and sisters, those brothers and sisters may be quite a bit older or younger. So it's more difficult from that perspective. And also... I do think parents sometimes were our own worst enemies because we we assume that it's a very unsafe world, Ian, and we don't perhaps make as much opportunities of getting kids out into the fresh air and out exploring as perhaps was done in generations gone by because we assume it's a, a more dangerous world, but the statistics would suggest it probably isn't as dangerous as we like to think. Oh, there are, there are paedophiles on every corner, is the story <laughs> we hear, but, but the figures, it, it's pr- remained pretty flat, hasn't it? Uh, you're spot on, Ian. It's been remarkably consistent over the last 20 years that, I mean, God forbid, we do hear these dreadful, sad stories like poor April Jones, for example. Um, but those are remarkably uh, rare, and the, 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 the figures, you can count, the incidents like that on the, on, on the fingers of less than one hand for the last 20 years. So it's no more dangerous than it was 20 years ago. What kind of emotional issues might parents be facing? Well, I think um, on, on the general stress levels, I think they do see the challenge of having children who demand attention, and there is a suggestion that we, we have much lower threshold for boredom these days. Kids seem to want to um, uh, get a more instant entertainment and maybe have uh, less, uh, you know, a, a lower attention span than we used to. And that can, you know, that constant demand can cause a problem for children. The second thing that we touched on is that we, we, we may feel that uh, as parents we, we have to do things to entertain our 
are children and may not actually allow them to entertain themselves. Um, you know, partly because we're fearful of letting them out of our, our, our you know, our, our sight. Um, but I think there are, you know, there's a number of general tips that I sort of give to, to, to parents to, you know... To, give us your uh, tips. Yeah, well, well first of all, um, there are a huge number, far more than when you and I were growing up, of opportunities for kids during the school holidays. So I know earlier on the show, uh, when I was listening, you had a lady saying that I think her daughter or son was in Bugsy Malone. You know, great opportunity. Get your kids involved in the local theatre. Um, and sometimes those projects will be two or three weeks of rehearsals mm. before they put on the play. So, yes, you do have to go along for the three hours of the play. <laughs> You've got to sit through the play, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you do get your children looked after for three weeks, potentially, or two, two or three weeks. So, you know, l- look in the local press, look in, you know, the local libraries, great source of information, and the library itself, Ian. Mm. What a great place to try and get... People forget that libraries are brilliant! They are, they're fantastic. They have computers, not just books. Um, you know, there's, but, but a good book still, you know, will entertain a child for uh, an hour at a time. Um, my wife does a great thing with my, my youngest. He's three and a half. So this, this will work with kids. Today. She prints off. There's so many things you can print off the internet for free from, like, the, the National Trust and for kids to do. So she prints off loads of sheets of different bugs and birds and spiders and things. She says, right, go out in the garden and see what you can find of these. Brilliant. He's gone out for an hour ticking stuff off and then coming back. Mama, I've, I've found this. Is this, this, that? But wonderful. A- absolutely brilliant. I mean, I was on the beach last week with uh, my partner's little girl, who's only seven, and we went off hunting for, you know, all the kind of uh, treasures you can get on the beach, the driftwood, the flots and the jets, and, you know, she was happy to do it for hours. Um, you know, they, w- they will do that, kids. Um, I think another a nice, easy one is use food. You've got to eat anyway. So if you can use food and the time you're eating to just sort of make it more fun. So... A picnic in the park is just more of an occasion mm. than having lunch in, at your dining table. Um, if you're going off to do the shopping at the supermarket, go in the morning and say to the kids, look, we'll, we'll have breakfast at the supermarket. Um, barbecues. You can, you can have games. You can play outside. So simple things where you're going to do these things anyway. Mm. Um, you've got to eat. Can you make eating more fun? Or getting kids to cook, for example. Um, so that's another one where you, you're doing the things that you have to do anyway, but you're making it more entertaining. Rick, listen, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. You make a lot of good points, and, and one of the fears at, um, that s- summer holiday, oh, it's going to cost a fortune. Yeah, a lot of the things are expensive. It doesn't have to. Go and print some stuff off the internet and give them projects to do. And, and beca- Building a den! Oh, man! You could spend all afternoon building a den. It doesn't cost you anything. <clears throat> the backlash has begun. Let's start taking your calls. Vinetta, good morning, Vinetta. Yes, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very much. I'm sad it's my last 16 minutes at BBC WM 95.6. I, yes, I listened to you all this morning, and I have, I'm an avid listener of WM. Will you miss me? Um, I don't know at oh. the moment, because you have, to me, that <clears> you <throat> should let people say, like the lady prior, she says that she lives in a nice road. There's nothing wrong with living and saying you live in a nice road because I live in an ice road, but the point is we have to adjust to the British culture. I think that when, if someone of a Muslim or Asian background comes into, um, the, 
in, in, to the British society, they should have just not readjusted. She said it was I, a nice road, yes. Vinetta, just to bring that up. She said it was a nice road, mm. uh, and after further questioning, because there weren't many Muslims. Yeah, but you see, I see the difference. As as the um, the Asian, I'm not just going to say Muslims, Asian, some of the Asians think I'm moving. Things have changed. You're parking, the way they park, etc. The way I they park? The, the way how, they park. How, do, how do Asians park? They park... They, the park is if so nobody else could nobody else could access um, to live in the road to get it's a free road to drive along Asians without park being obstructed. They 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 also oh. I drive on the way on the Coventry Road yeah. and like the the young lady uh, spoke previously, she said about the um, the advertisement. Yeah. Yes, I've been on the Coventry Road and they've 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 throw the paint over various things and and you think yourself why are they allowed to advertise what they want without anybody throwing paint on well, it? Well, they're not allowed and I'm sure if the hoodlums that did that would, would um, you know, get the proverbial slap on the wrist. Yeah, but you say you don't, you see, we are seeing everything the day, I've seen things change over the last 10, 15 years yeah. and also if they so are, uh, they want to merge with us, right, why don't they uh, employ more black or West Indian, or other people in their shops. What, you know, these are the questions I'm posing to you. We are, we are entitled to speak as we find. Quite often the shops are, are family-run businesses, though, aren't they? Yeah, but, but it, 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 for instance, when Asda's first came out, they would be not Imagine if I Asda's said, imagine if out. I said, I, I'm assuming you're black, Vanessa, is that correct? Yes. Black people are terrible at driving. I couldn't say, I couldn't say that. Black people do not know how to park cars. It's a, to say that Asian people can't park cars. Could no, you no, see how I'm that not, could be interpreted as being a little bit offensive? No, no, I'm not saying parking cars. I'm just saying the amount is as if they then take over that particular road they they come into. Oh, I thought I'm you said saying, parking cars. Cause I, sorry, I apologise. Yes, I've I misunderstood. Because I did, know, I did mention that, and you said yes. You, that's yeah, what you were saying. Sorry, so. misunderstanding there. Yes, me, so Vinetta, listen, I'm, we 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 have to end it there. I'm sorry. I, I hope you feel you had your say. So tonight, by the way, I should let me just flag this up before we carry on. Um, uh, Keith Rock Extravaganza will be paying tribute to a friend of the program, Bernie Nolan of the Nolans, who of course died recently from cancer at the age of fifty-two. No age, is it? It's no age at all. Fifty-two. Uh, Tony Clark in a Magnum. Pat Travers from the Pat Travers Band will join Keith for a Rock Extravaganza uh, from ten p.m. to one a.m. this Saturday evening. Now it's the news that um, well, it's the, the phones have gone mental. Have I said? Did I swear or something? That's normal. Normally the phones go bonkers if I do a swear word by accident. Uh, Nick, Pam, Ahmed, we'll, we'll get to you as soon as uh, we can. But West Midlands Police are saying there will now be more than 1,000 officers on duty today for the EDL rally and counter-demo in Birmingham this afternoon. Well, our special correspondent, Peter Wilson, spoke to Assistant Chief Constable Sharon Rowe this morning, who told him that this is a massive operation. I would say this is probably one of the biggest ever policing operations that West Midlands Police have put in place. So I've now got just over a thousand officers on duty, dedicated to this operation. We've got a number of specialist officers as well, dedicated to this operation if we were to need to deploy them. We've also got all our local officers been uh, walking about in their neighbourhoods. So we feel we've got a really good plan in place and we're ready for anything that we might have to deal with today. What is the intelligence that you can tell us that you're basing your, your operation? Well, it's, the intelligence is playing out after, as we expected it to. Um, so the EDL are beginning to come towards Birmingham. Um, nothing around the counter-protest site at the moment. So I think it's early days as I stand here at this time. Some people are, are saying that it's not just the EDL, that um, other people are heading to Birmingham to cause trouble today. What would you say to, to 
people who have those thoughts? My message has been very clear. If you're coming to Birmingham today, you're very welcome. If you're coming to protest, please be peaceful. If you're intent on violence, whoever you are, I've got sufficient officers on duty and you will be arrested. Officially, the protests are due to finish around about four o'clock, but obviously in these kind of conditions, people drinking a Saturday night, we're probably looking into the late hours, aren't we? What, what are your plans for, for later on tonight? Um, well, I've got a restriction notice in place for both protest sites, so they have to finish by four o'clock. Um, we've got plans to help um, people leave the city centre, and we've got agreement from the protesters that they will leave the city centre. So as soon as it's finished, we hope it will end there. We've still got lots of local officers on duty who will patrol throughout the night, um, so we think we've got a good plan in place to deal with that. Well, uh, there you go. That was um, our reporter, Peter Wilson, speaking to the Assistant Chief Constable, Sharon Rogue. Morning, this is Ian Lee. It's my last nine minutes of being here. Nick Comrade is back next week. Don't panic. And at 12 o'clock, uh, Tammy Gooding will be taking over. Right, Nick, Pam, Ahmed, let's uh, get through you. Let's go to Pam. You've been there the longest. Good morning, Pam, in Kings Norton. Uh, good morning, Ian. Good, good morning. morning, Pam. What can I do for you this morning? I just wanted to say thank you so much for standing in for Nick for the last four weeks. Um, you've addressed questions that others would not dare to cover in the way you've done, and you have done a fantastic job. Thanks for not acting, uh, just acting like a zombie, um, and thanks for sharing your own honest opinion with the public. Pam, you are a fair, you're... honest, peacemaking, oh, no. balance-thinking presenter. Stop it. And I can see why you were asked to stand in for Nick, Pam. because you are a similar character and presenting star. Stop it. You are an absolute credit to BBC Radio WM. Stop it, Pam. I have embarrassed you. <laughs> you can go away. I'm blushing, for goodness sake. Listen, it's, I've, I've had so much fun. It's always difficult being a, a, a gun for hire and sitting in for someone because when, when you have... Uh, listen, I listen to the radio a lot and when you have a favourite presenter or someone you listen to and you turn on the radio and it's a different voice, I always think, oh, no. Oh, it's always tough filling in for someone and I, I'm, I've been listening to Nick for a while here and at various other stations. He's a cracking presenter. So your words are very kind, Pam. Thank you very much. And thank you very much. You've done a fantastic job. Well done. Pam, before you go, no, no, before you go, you're not getting off scot-free. Have you got any tips for keeping cool? Um, well, not really just keeping all the windows open and not exerting myself too much. I'm listening to Radio WM and, uh... Doing a bit of work on the computer. There we go. That's a pound. It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Does she work? Does she work for us? Did we? How much did we pay her for that? Genuinely, I'm. I'm. Um, uh, uh, you know, I'm a, a middle class English guy. I can't take compliments. I don't know what to do. People tell me I'm rubbish. Oh, I can handle that. Oh, I can take that. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. People say nice things. I can't. Uh, I can't do it. Let's go to um, Ahmed in Erdington. Good morning, Ahmed. Good morning, sir. You're doing a lovely program. You remind me of Adolan 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago. No, don't say that. Well, you're, you're, no, you're very I, kind. <laughs> I always listen to Adolan in the past, and I met him a few times, but I think you're doing a wonderful job. Uh, I got, I haven't got much to say because I think people should live happily and let other people live. And, I mean, I lived in Birmingham all my life. Yeah. I was only 14 when I came here. I worked all my life. I worked hard. I work you know, I'm a cab driver. I have seen people driving good, bad, all kind of uh, nationalities. But how's, I mean, how's your take... parking? How's your parking, Ahmed? Can you park? My parking is perfect. Where are you? In the mailbox. If you come out, you see my cab outside, the silver cab. It's parked perfect. <laughs> you, you sure? Because we had Vinetta who initially claimed that she changed well, her mind. Sorry, but... I'm sorry to say that, but some of these calls, they need a doctor, they don't need to call a radio program. I mean, somebody said that Asian park badly. How can you say that? I have seen 
eight films West Indies, wide. We got group of people that park badly, they drive badly. But you, you, you don't say that Muslims are doing this and Asians are doing this. You should, this is a lovely country, it's a lovely city. You should live and let other people live. That's ha- my message. Listen, as a taxi driver, I am, I am finding this fascinating, the closing of the tunnels for six weeks. How are, oh, ha- don't talk about it. <laughs> this is the reaction I've had from everybody. Oh, don't talk about it. No, How on I earth call, are you going to cope? I, I called in, you know, when uh, they were suggesting, and I said, these people, they're making decisions, they don't live in this country, because where are you going to justify? Can you imagine if somebody from Aston Uni, a student, takes a taxi normally to New City, he pays £5, mostly pays £6, but this uh, traffic jam and all that, he probably end up paying double. Or can you justify that? It is going to be an absolute nightmare. And what a great idea to do it when temperatures are so hot, because everybody wants to be stuck in their car when it's 30 degrees, stuck in really bad do it, do it in night time. Do it in other countries. I know yeah. I've been to Germany a few times. I've never seen they close tunnels for six weeks or four weeks. Why Why don't they learn from other countries? Ahmed, thank you very much indeed. Do you remember when Japan... When was Japan's... Um Huge earthquakes and stuff. It was, it was, was it last year or the year before? Anyway, there was a road that was ripped apart in Japan by an earthquake. Okay, it was ripped apart. You could, couldn't drive holes, gaps, everything. Fixed it in two days. They did it in two days. They just blitzed it. They just sent, you know, I don't know, a hundred workers down there. Bang, 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 bang. They fixed it. Six weeks to do your tunnels. It's gonna be, <laughs> I'm laughing because I won't be driving in Birmingham for a little while. It's going to be a nightmare, isn't it? And with temperatures 30 degrees, oh, you'll get used to the sound of car horns. Get used to rude gestures and swearing from car windows because that's what's going to happen. That's your summer. Enjoy your summer holidays. Um, we've got a few minutes to the show if you want to give us a call. 08453 Nick's in Coleshill. Morning, Nick. Hello, Ian. Well, I haven't heard you before until today, although I listen to Nick Conrad a lot. But I'd, I've phoned in really to defend you against some of these accusations from callers that you're enforcing your opinions down people. I don't think you are at all. Even if you actually agree or even have those opinions, I think you're doing your job and being the devil's advocate. And I think a lot of these people are so entrenched with their own views, which they read every day in the media, that to, to think, here, listen to anybody else say anything different, they take offence. And what I would like to say, though, is, uh, and I've, I listen to a lot of regional presenters, why are you so reluctant, or why have why are a lot of your colleagues so reluctant to engage with people like Tommy Sheridan and Nick Griffin and all these people on the far right? I think it's only right that you should do, on account of what we heard today. I can't see what the problem is. I'll tell you my reluctance, Nick. It's a, yeah. good, it's a good question, and it's, it's a moral dilemma that I've had for a while. He's been offered, I do various other shows on various different BBC yeah. stations, and he has been offered to me as a guest, and I've always said no. Part of me thinks um, that by giving them publicity, are we not making things worse? By giving publicity to, to ex- extremists on either side of the argument, are we not making things worse? What, what, what do you think? I'm keen to know, what no. do you genuinely think? Well, this is what, this is what the point of our phone up. This is why we should have the EDL. This is why the BNP and the far right should be given the platform, so that people can understand how vacuous their viewpoint is. Mm. What are they like? Well, what would Tommy Sh- Robinson, for instance, what would he be like on the economy, talking about the real issues that affect the English way of life. 
the corruption at the top, the massive bailouts of the bankers, that's got nothing to do with immigrants or Muslims whatsoever. And I'll say to him, if, I, if ever I had, had, a talk, had a talk talking to him, I'll say to him, where was all this so-called Muslim extremism, if it does exist to the extent he thinks it does, where was it before we started invading Muslim countries? Nick, listen, I could talk to you a, a lot more, but I'm, I'm coming to the end of the show. Nick in Coleshill, thank you very much. Uh, I've got some texts here. Jace in Walsall says, you may very well like mosques. I think mosques are beautiful buildings. Right. But if you didn't like them and said it on air, you'd lose your job. No, Jace. No, 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 I wouldn't. For goodness sakes. Uh, Ian, when Charles and got married, was that 1986? I was in infant school. No, it couldn't. No, Charles and Diana got married before then because I was in infant school. And in 86, I was in, uh, I was in big, big boy school. So they must have got married. When did they get married? 81? Uh, I love the six-week... Spe- oh, on the subject of uh, summer holidays, Jay in West uh, Bromwich says, I love the six-week spending time with my seven-year-old. We do bike rides, go out, it's lovely. Dad and son time. Yeah. I've not seen my boy... La- I've not seen my boys. Um, well, I saw them on Thursday. They were asleep. So that doesn't really count as seeing them. So I've kind of missed them. Uh, let's get one more. Um, oh, to keep cool at night. Here we go. Place a grass mat on bed to lie on. You get it from Poundland. It's very effective. Cut your hair short. Wear sandals. A bowl of water in your room cools the air. Tom, on that suggestion, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Thank you, everyone who's uh, called in over the last few weeks. Nick is back next week, so don't panic. And Tammy's coming up by the news. I've been in Lee. Thank you very much. Ta-ta. <laughs>